Welcome to the In Search of More podcast. I am your host, Ellie Nash. Join me weekly on my quest for more, more from myself and more from this world. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to Mayor. <laughs> good, good to be back. Good to be back. Good to be back. Wow. All right. So Film. five months ago you were here? Yeah. What's changed? I'm a different person. I, I explained it. I said it in the podcast when we talked about it. Like it, you, can't, you can't judge a person and put them in a box in the moment you meet them because if one's on the journey, truly on the journey and questioning and being curious about life and God and spirituality, then you're going to evolve and change. And I've been committed to that. And yeah, who I was five months ago, um, I may look the same, maybe a little longer here, but I, I, I feel and show up totally differently. So at the time, um, better you if, if you describe it, but how would you say you, the specific struggle that we kind of aired on, the, on that discussion, on that podcast, yeah. how would you describe it? Um, well, back then I was, without knowing it, and what you did beautifully pulling it out of me in a way, was um, how much shame and guilt uh, around religion I had. The programming was still very deep in me. I thought I was free of it and I was showing up in that way with others and holding space for them, but there was still something inside me that didn't allow me to see... Um, separate religion and God, and, and it was a very deep, insidious connection that felt heavy. It was heavy, and, and, and forever would have blocked me to be able to reach God and, and celebrate everything that I love, Torah, everything around it um, from a joyful place. So that came, that, that was brought out, and then a short time later, I was in a ceremony, psilocybin ceremony, intentionally, that um, really allowed me to hold, see it all and hold it all and process it and then release it. Got it. So from my perspective, what I saw was just a lot of religious confusion in the sense of there were things that you were doing that felt good to you. You knew it was good because you got confirmation from some of the people there, right? right. Saying, hey, Mayor, that was life-changing. You took me through an amazing um, breath work. And you're seeing that over and over, but there was a part of you that still couldn't fully accept it because of some programming, programming of the mind. Yeah. That this is what a nice Jewish boy, you know, serving God looks like. Yeah. It felt, it felt still wrong in a way. I right. felt like I was still doing something wrong. Right. When though. I say this is what a nice Jewish boy, it's not what you were doing, right? What a nice Jewish boy serving God looks like is not, yeah. you know, long hair, ponytail, pounding a drum, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And now I, I see it more clearly now because even until just even a few minutes ago, I was on a phone call with someone close to me and they they pinpointed on that. Yes, but you're not doing it X, Y, and Z in this way, that way it should be, you know. And, and I was able to just like take a deep breath and just see it all and, and, and not, not feel attacked at all, but rather just hear the person and, and share from my truth, which is I'm actually doing, um, I'm doing God's work and, it, and it's holy and pure. Yeah, yeah, a man in service. And since then, I've had the opportunity uh, to participate in additional breathworks, also speak to a lot of people who've attended, and then recently we did, like your t-shirt says, the Adama Retreat. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great logo, a great name. <laughs> Kudos to you, Ellie, where they're Thank banging you. out some names, and it just came through. What, how did you even come up with the name? You know, ideas, uh, what do they say? Ideas, people don't have ideas, ideas have people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, boom, Adama. Wow, so good. So, should we explain it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Go for it. You... Right. So, Adama, we spell A H D A M A. For those unaware, the retreat, or we don't call it retreat, we call it a remembrance. That's right, remembrance. It's the remembrance that um, Mayor and I launched. 
is branded under the name Adama. And we held our first one a few days before this this podcast. It's the reason right. you're in town. Yeah. And uh, the name came up with this Adama, right? So typically you would not spell it with that H, A-H-D-A-M-A. You wouldn't have that H, but we added that because of the breath. The ah. Ah, yeah. And then there's Adam. Adam, which is man, right? right. Which is what this, a lot of this work is about. Right. There's the work of becoming an adult and the work of becoming a man. This is about right. the work of becoming healthy masculinity. Healthy masculinity, and then Adama, which is nature, earth, mm-hmm. and then an additional one, yeah. which some are into, some are not. <laughs> Adama la Elion, which is a um, yeah. a phrase that um, a phrase that means that someone is like the creator. Mm. So. Yeah. And that's the work that we're doing on, on, on this retreat is, um, like we're talking, it's a men's retreat, particularly this one, perhaps other ones. <laughs> it's already talks about couples, the wives are kind of having something to get involved with. But this is particularly focused on uh, men doing uh, men's work. It's also popular known. And for men to get initiated into manhood, from boyhood to manhood, and to be able to understand all the parts of themselves, connecting mind, body, and soul in a very embodied way. So in these different practices that we have and the modalities that we offer, it's different um, opportunities for men to really step in and to, and to shine a light on the places that they have been hiding for so long and, and getting through the anger, the grief, the sadness, the disassociation, and to be confronted with a man. And the, the, the terminology I, I use is a, 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 the way to sharpen a blade is a blade sharpens a blade. Right? The way you right. sharpen a knife is not through any other modality but with, with another blade. And that's what men, the masculine needs, is to be in a, in a space, in a container, I love that word, to be able to, um, to be confronted with that. And everything will come up. Everything will come up. The comparison, the jealousies, the, 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 da- the daddy wounds, the, the teacher wounds. Uh, it's all going to come to the surface. There were a lot of father issues that came up. A lot up. of father a issues, lot. yeah. yeah. And, and the father, man, the father and the son, I mean, dating from, from the first stories back in the Bible, from the Torah, it's, it's, been, it's, it's uh, been passed down from generations. There's a very deep bond and a deep power there. Um, in, any, in any Disney film, right, there's always the son that in, in mythology, the son comes up and either like, kills the king or the king graciously steps down and passes it on to his son. And that's more of a healthy, right? My time is done, son. I've trained you in. I've initiated you into now from princehood to kinghood. Boom. Um, when it's unhealthy, then it becomes distorted. And then the, you know, the prince, you know, tries to kill the father. Um, and that could be translated in many different ways. Here, we go about them instead of having that dis-ease carry on and on, and for them to pass it on to their children, to their sons and their daughters, um, they're able to leave it all here on, the, here on the ground, here in this beautiful retreat space, and to, um, and to work through that. This episode is brought to you by OKClarity.com. OKClarity.com is the upscale version of ZocDoc for the Jewish world. It is the place for any Jew to find an excellent therapist, psychiatrist, nutritionist, or coach. And it's completely free to use. Every professional on OK Clarity is vetted and experienced in working, working with the Jewish community. So they understand and respect cultural nuances like Shabbos, Shaduchim, and everything in between. What I love most about the OK Clarity platform is how easy it is to use their search and filter system to find a type of professional that you are looking for. They have dozens of providers to take insurance, and you can watch an introvert video of each professional to get a better sense of who they are before taking that first step to reach out, which I get. It's hard to take that first step, but many of us have, have found that to be so very worth it. If this sounds overwhelming, they offer a short form for you to complete, and their specialists will recommend the great professional for you, all anonymously and for free. Also, in browsing their Instagram, I found content that I loved, fun, 
and impactful. They are also regularly hosting Instagram live sessions featuring different experts discussing pressing mental health and wellness topics and answering community questions, all anonymously and for free. So if you're not already following OK Clarity on Instagram and you're using Instagram, you definitely want to. Last but not least, if you have WhatsApp, OK Clarity has an incredible WhatsApp status with over 8,000 followers. And yes, admitted, I am one of them. Their WhatsApp is a free way to improve your mental health, and they post humor. So what do they say? Laughter is the best medicine. Side note, side note, maybe the main note, if you're listening to this and you are a wellness professional, a nutritionist, a psychiatrist, a therapist, a coach, and you're not already on OKClarity.com, here's an important reminder for you that this is a great place to be if you want to reach relevant um, members in the Jewish community, those who need your support and expertise. And one more thing, OKClarity.com is offering um, discounts, or in some cases, um, free sessions for those impacted by the war in Israel. Reach out to them. Get in touch. Addressing our mental health is the most important thing we can do, especially in difficult times. So let's go back a little bit, um, just in terms of your own journey, going from, you know, we all have kind of identities, and our identities could be more or less entrenched depending on a number of different things, right? So mm. for example, if uh, someone's a professional basketball player and the whole world knows them as being a professional basketball player, getting out of that identity is fairly challenging, whether it's because of they're retired now or maybe it's something no longer enjoy, just, or mm. just being in a space where, yes, they are that to many people, but to their three-year-old son, they're not a basketball player, they're daddy. Right. right, so shifting that identity. So you went from someone who was known by a lot by a lot of people, certainly in the Jewish community, as being somewhat of a funny man, and then went from a funny man to meaning, right, to a meaningful, you know, meaningful yeah. funny man. Mm -hmm. That transition to go from how everyone knew you to be to who you are now. What were, was that smooth? Was that rocky? What were some of the challenges you had to experience, if any? To do that. Many, many, many challenges, and it, I've, I've been confronted confronted with it until that, I would say, until that very podcast, and then past that ceremony, oh, it's all been gone, thankfully, until maybe through this podcast, right. the plan will come up. But um, it's so hard to redefine and to, and to, um, and to define who you are again. It's one, it's, we work, I worked so hard to create myself, or I thought myself, right, really, brand, an image of myself, right. my brand, and yeah. it's so hard, it's so hard, so much time and effort, and you're, you're pulling all your resources and gifts, and, and maybe even your traumas, or, you know, things, mm -hmm. and you become this person, and then I, I shared it, packaged it really nicely into the world, and it came from a very genuine place, right, until it was, until I recognized that, oh, there's, you know, a disconnection between the image I was putting out into the world, and then what I was really feeling inside, and that took me on a journey to really reconcile that. But yeah, at the same time, you know, what comes up in that space is like, I don't want to disappoint people. I don't want to disappoint my fans or people that know me or, you know, I have this responsibility. I've told myself and people told me like to make people happy and smile and, and joyous. And so then I thought that, that that is my job and I will fall on the sword. Like I will just hold it all in, but let the world know that there is a space or a person that exists that only true joy <laughs> lives in. And that was one step to like let that go and show like we, whether through mic drop or through other mental health videos I've started to create after that. You know, yes, there's joy, but also there's pain, and it's okay to have both. But still, like, in this world of social media content and creation and being on, you know, the music videos and, and on the streets, and, and I love it, and I still love it to today. 
Um, and just through my own evolution as a person, I, I've come to realize I just, can't, I just can't do a job and then live my life. Like everything about me is I, I bring everything in it. Whether it's creating a video, whether it's motivating more mitzvahs or speaking to teenagers in high schools, um, it's just one and the same. And, uh, and so eventually, as I was growing through my own processes, um, through religion and God and spirituality and my energy and what it means to be a man and all the things, um, my, yeah, I started to grow and started to shift. And it was so hard. And we've had many conversations offline um, around what it, like, leaving boyhood like I eventually it was actually like I wanted to still be a boy I wanted to be this kid and this like I was afraid to become too serious Peter and, Pan syndrome yeah Peter Panson right and eventually right no one really wants to have a 40 year old you know man baby um, especially if you want to move into familyhood and having a wife and children um, that's not what they need you know it's important to keep that child alive and to be playful um, but to operate from solely from that place is I find to be unhealthy for me yeah you know? it's unhealthy for most men we're yeah. pretty much all yeah there. it's unhealthy yeah so it was hard and it was pushed back and people will challenge me right they were throughout this process maybe someone who's listening i know for myself it, there was doubt and confusion and people like don't become that thing don't change like stay this is good like and there are people close to me like you're making money and and people love you and and you're getting validation and whatever that is like what's why would you want to change this is so good but the inside, the voice inside was, gearing, was leading me to something else. And it was very hard to bounce between. And, and the lessons came through because I would do a gig that once gave me lots of joy. And I, it just wouldn't fill me up the same way. Or I felt like I was just right. being held back. And it's hard to really listen to those, amplify, amplify those voices inside. Um, and fear of like, well, where would my ne next, next paycheck come? Or who will like me for this new version of myself? But ultimately, it's learning to love yourself in this new version of yourself. And then that ripple effects to everybody around you. Right. What, what I was thinking about while you were answering the question is that for, for anyone who's changing, when they walk into you know, a room of new people, then they, those people have no idea that they just changed. But going back home to family, right. then there's always that friction. Who the hell is this guy? And then mm -hmm. they wonder, is it serious? And very often we buy into that, meaning mm -hmm. we can feel all changed and we go back home. Yeah. And we don't feel so changed anymore. And part of that is because the people who knew us for so long are reacting to us as if we're that person. So we then almost gravity pulls us yeah. into that space. And for someone who's known, that's happening everywhere. Meaning every room they walk into, there's a couple of people. Hey, I know this guy. Yeah. And then looking at you. Mm -hmm. that, uh, and you feel you know, the energy. I feel the energy walking in. It reminds me of that, that quote, which I'm paraphrasing, which is like, if, if I don't tell the world who I am, the world will tell me who I am. And, um, and, and if we just allow, if I just allowed myself for a while, I did tell me who I am. Oh, this is who I am. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, this is who I am, and just like people pleasing and just like jumping in and morphing myself just a little bit in every room that I walk in. Then I woke up, you know, months later, years later, and then I don't know who I am. And there's this gap and this hole inside me, which I had to fill with something else, which was, you know, destructive. Um, so it, it took, it was a journey to come back to like, who am I? What, what does light me up? And then from that space to, to give it out. And it was really cool, actually, because um, one of the men on this retreat that joined us, uh, he reflected back to me maybe five years ago, six years, six years ago. We were on a, at a music festival um, in the East, in the East Coast. And man, the moment he brought it up, I was like, I got shivers because that was one of the darkest times of my life. And I was, I was, it was dark. It was dangerous. I was taking all sorts of drugs at that time. And, and it was, I was in a really dark place. And he, and he, he reminded how, like, it was really cool to see how far I've come and him, him to reflect that back to me. Um, and he said also like how like he saw me on online, but then here I was at this like festival and just like in a really dark place. And um, and so, but from then, from those years ago, was this ago, the moment in public that was shared? Because it was one in public where someone, like in front of the whole group, where someone challenged. Oh you no, no, no 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 okay, no. This one. was something else. Yeah oh, yeah okay. yeah yeah. No, this was just something. Uh, uh, Got you. Okay, yeah. so it happened a couple times in the retreat. Yeah yeah. This, it was just a yeah yeah yeah. But I mean, listen. In front of every conversation on this retreat, I felt like it was just so potent and so beautiful. But yeah, it was um, a moment just where we connected and just to have like this beautiful reflection of like the the journey that has transpired from like many years, from five six years ago to where where I am today. Yeah, there was the um, the guy who challenged you on the retreat as well, and respect for being able for being able to stand in that. You know, sometimes when people are the staff, yeah, like hey, I'm on the outside, you guys kill each other, but don't. The yeah, rules you can't don't touch apply me. to me. Right. You, know, you guys be open and honest with each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no. I'm, not, I'm not in for this. But you, you went for it. You, know, you sat in the pocket with him. And uh, I don't remember the exact exchange, but it was clear that he knew who you were way before this metamorphosis mm. into you know, the spiritual Mary Kay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. The servant Mary Kay. Yeah. Just trying to be a service. Evan yes. Hashem. So way before that, he knew you, and it was clear that because of that, there was some preconceived ideas or notions that you held or he held, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, right, there was a moment, and I think also what he was referring to more back was not that we knew each other so specifically, but more that we came from the same backgrounds, and like we came from a very similar you know, Chabad right. background, like the same community. So like, there's always like this, like, we know each other, like we go oh, back. And then, and then it was, and he, uh, he felt perhaps that I was, um, like I was judging him or held back from him in a way. And, um, right. He thought you were acting differently to him because you thought he knew you. That's what, right. And right. he was probably right. Yeah. <laughs> and we talked about it. We had a moment, right? We yeah. did. And, and it was actually a beautiful blind spot that I, that I didn't see. And in that moment, um, I didn't defend myself. Um, it was very uncomfortable. To be to be called in in front of the men, uh, we had this opportunity, uh, which are called charge clearing, and it's mm -hmm. an opportunity for men to be able to face each other um, and release any um, 
any type of resentment or any type of issue they may have with another man. So, yeah. And, uh, and for me, it was uh, very uncomfortable to, to be called in. And I was present. I leaned into it. And, uh, and yeah, I was. And I expressed it back to him. And from that re- exchange, he had even a bigger release, um, emotional release. Yeah, super that powerful. Came, very powerful. Because um, he, he, it wasn't his first time calling somebody in in something similar like that. He went back to when he was 14 years old. And uh, and something someone happened to then and, and the person defended it or like it, he didn't he he put up a wall and um, it was invalidated yes right and uh, and thankfully I I, I just I, I accepted it and I, I told him that I you know my true feelings in the moment and that allowed him to like process that and and so on and so forth so a, a beautiful reminder a, yeah I'm always doing the work I've gained so much from this doing being in this retreat you know and and being part of it. Um, but a beautiful reminder of just stepping into honesty and like it, it feels like it's going to kill me or kill you right. being so honest, but it's, it's so empowering and beautiful. And, and I thought in my own head as this was going on and he was having his release, like, man, this is going to be okay. Like, this is the end of our relationship. <laughs> like we went through this cool, but like, uh, but it, it wasn't the case, right? We, we bonded and then afterwards we, we chatted a while and, and we, and we're talking today. So, um, it, yeah, it just gives the ability for someone to. Uh, see you see me more clearly see them more clearly and then and then work from there yeah what's that line uh, vulnerability we hate seeing it in ourselves but we love seeing it in others mm. yeah yeah so whenever we're standing in there we're like oh they're gonna think i'm weak they're gonna think i'm it's no the strength is to stand in the pocket and yeah receive it Oof. yeah Boom. exactly exactly to receive it not to hold on to it to witness it and then let it go right i got called out too you did. <laughs> you did. Yeah. And, you know, rightfully so, because the fact is, is that people are coming to spend a couple of days with us, you know, and in this container that we created. So we're on, we're, we're being viewed constantly, right? Correct. And that's, and, you know, people connecting with you through your podcast, they don't really know you personally. So they're like, hey, let me actually spend a couple of days with this guy. And then antennas are up and they're looking and they're going to find every cream. And, and we, we want to create this space where they feel safe to be able to, hey, that's not right. What's up with that? And question and, and, and not have to hold it in and not just be like, yes, sir. Yes, no, sir. Like, right. No. Like, if they have an issue, even with those who are in, in, in leadership roles, speak up. Right. This was kind of new for me, and it's been a new over the last maybe six or so, so months, because even though my name has been out there in the Jewish community, whether it's through the TED Talk or through the, um, you know, the, the work with JCW, child sex abuse, but the, the podcast gives a much different level of connection, although it's, it's one way because I don't know the person listening. Mm. Right. But people f- feel like they know me. And I'm just experiencing that for the first time in the last few months where I'm walking into a room and someone is interacting with me as if they know me. Yeah. And they do. But I don't know life. them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and they know a lot about me, meaning yeah. there's many hours of me talking at this point. Right. So it's really taking in a lot. And a guy comes in and wants to walk into the relationship from that standpoint. And, um, you know, sometimes that can just be brushed off and we each go our separate ways and mm-hmm. whatever happens, happens. But in this case, sitting with someone for three days and he signed up to retreat and spent the money and, you know, and part of his intention, he stated it clearly in the charge was that, Hey, I, I came hoping to connect with you and you were there, but not mm-hmm. at the level I was hoping for. Right. And yeah, I heard it. And I was like, welcome to, welcome to the club, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's been, that's been a, a frequent complaint against me that I'm not quite 
there that I'm somehow with just by strangers or by people oh, by everyone everybody. by everyone yeah that there's mm. some no matter how much I'm there there's some glass that mm. separates me from the from the other person it may have got thinner over the years but it's definitely still there and are you do you have clarity as to why that glass is up oh we're doing this oh. <laughs> <laughs> plot twist <laughs> <laughs> do I have clarity no I don't you know I um it came up so I was charged, I was, this came up twice this week, mm. twice, and the people didn't know about it. So one, there was a, a woman, Julia Tankleton, which um, I interviewed on this podcast, hasn't been put out yet. She's a hypnotherapist in South Florida. And in the middle of the interview, I said, hey, why don't we, um, why don't we do some work together and then come back and finish the interview, right? The conversation was intriguing enough that I said, hey, let's do this. So... Just a couple days after the retreat, just a couple days before this interview, mm -hmm. I had a session with her, and she called me out on it also. And she's like, hey, you know, there's this, this thing, right? You're not quite, I'm there, I'm participating, I'm engaged, but she's like, there's some, some walls, you know? And we, we explored it. Where does, that, where does that come from? I went with kind of like my first theory, but she didn't like it. And she's like, no, no, it's got to be more. And I heard that. I agreed with her. The first theory I put out there was that sometimes when you start um, making a little bit of money or people perceive it that way, then you could start getting a lot of requests your way. So a lot of, um, a lot of conversations could be kind of a prelude to a request. So it's like, okay, we're sitting down and opening up and that person has an agenda coming into the conversation. Mm. And then that happening one too many times, so like, okay, let's, let's get the wall up so that if that request comes, it bounces off something. It does, it's not completely absorbed by me. But if I'm being completely honest, that might have added to the thickness of the wall, but the wall existed before, before there was any, uh, any mm. money whatsoever. So. Got it. So the journey continues. The journey continues. But when I... Let's search out more. Maybe, maybe this is a, a poor response. On some level, maybe everyone has it, right? We all have walls around our heart and walls around ourselves. But there's definitely something that he was calling out with me. There was definitely something that... It was felt. And you stepped into it, which was also was beautiful. And that in itself was a beautiful exchange. Like, for, to be acknowledged. Because like so, I know for so many, I know for myself, to be validated, right? Not to be gaslit. But to like, yeah, actually that feeling, that little small voice that you maybe thought, I wouldn't go in, I don't want to bother him. But that voice is actually is genuine. That intuition, that godly voice is important. And when we have the ability to say yes and be vulnerable and say, actually, yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're he, right. Was, that, that, he was qualifying the hell out of it when he was when he was saying it. Yeah. It's there, but it doesn't belong there, and I really shouldn't have his complaint. This retreat's right. been great. And we do and that I got so much. Out of, I do that all the time. And we're like, Dude, just say it. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. say what you have to say, and he yeah. said it. And I said to him, I heard him, you know, and like we are taught to do all weekend, just take a couple breaths, mm -hmm. and did that. I said, guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, for me, I felt like all of that tension for him, at least because he wasn't so sure about it was he just being needy was yeah. he just being yeah um you know in his head but he was right yeah yeah and you know what's interesting is that that exchange helped me to get a little bit more present in the group there was something about it i felt like there was 
the last day of the retreat for me was much different. I was able to kind of get into it a lot more, and I think that exchange helped me a lot. Mm. Yeah. Well, from the retreat, like, is there something that sticks out that you like feel like you gained a lot, or it's brought some new insight into your life? I mean, besides what you just shared, but what did you, what did you feel like you walked away with a certain tool that makes your life a little better? There were many, but the first, um, the first thing I kept bringing it up. I noticed it when we did the cold plunge. Mm. So the first, you know, we we start on a Thursday night, but Friday morning we'll, you know, let's start in the mikvah, right? This is where chassidim. Exactly. (laughs) Very first thing, let's jump in the cold plunge. So in that in that exchange, I've I've been doing cold plunge, let's say now for about six months regularly, and I've introduced many people. To, to the cold plunge. Some guests of the podcast, before or after, we may do a cold plunge, or visitors to my home, I'll have them do a cold plunge. And I noticed, and you just start seeing by the numbers, I'll always talk about, hey, the, the recommended time is three minutes. So find a temperature and do three minutes. Um, well, at this point in time, the temperature is set, right? right? But in general, it's find a temperature that you're comfortable with, get to three minutes, and then as you get more comfortable, go lower and lower. And I would say more than 50% of people don't get to the three minutes. Mm. And do you remember how many people got to the three minutes? Every Under, single one. Every single one. Every, and it was cold. It was cold. It was cold. It was super yeah. Cold. And then the guys did it. And the guys did it. Every single one. And mm-hmm. I don't think anyone, maybe you and Mendel had, Tyler had, I think Tyler, Tyler had jumped into cold plunge a couple of times before, but I don't think he did the full three minutes at any point yeah. at higher temperatures. Mm. And then in this group, around 16 people, we all did it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, we really get energy from other people. It was. Because I've seen people bolt after 45 seconds and not believe that they can do it. Totally. That was way too painful. I was going numb. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. And this, we were freezing cold. Yeah. I would say on day two and three, not I would say, on day two and three, I took the temperature down to lower than I ever do it myself. Right. And everyone was doing Everybody it. Everybody was doing it like doing champs. It. And it shows the power of the brotherhood, of the, of the exactly. connection, of, That's of what the unit. Is, is that I'm a little bit of, I don't know, an isolationist in some sense. I work, I work alone behind a computer. Mm-hmm. You know, there's three doors to get to my office. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of, that's, the way yeah. I, that's, that's the way I operate generally. And over here, it was like, hey, wow. I'm truly drawing energy from, from other people, which maybe connects to the theme we're already talking about. It is. Of that wall mm-hmm. being there is that. It separates us from other people, but it's also preventing us from, from drawing in the energy that we so desperately need. And the analogy is used also with men specifically is that there's like this whole like beautiful sexy thing about them, like the lone wolf. The man's the lone wolf taking on the world, holding down his emotions, you know, providing for his family, taking on. And the fact is that wolves run in packs. <laughs> That's the truth. If you're a wolf alone, is going to die. The wolf needs the pack. And, uh, and, that's, and that's what's being created here, too. Like, it's, it's beyond the modalities and the space that we create and guide people, men through. It's that deep brotherhood is the medicine. The brotherhood is what's happening in between the sessions, the meals, the downtime. Uh, it's, it, that's what really carries through and integrates into the, into the man's life afterwards, too. Right. And that's what I'm noticing going into the week is that as, um, as amazing as you were, and, you know, Omar and Mendel and Rosh, facilitators, the deepest connections were formed between the guys on the group. Like the yeah, totally. Brother to brother. Those yeah. two guys coming at a similar place in their life, possibly sharing a room together, not knowing. I don't think anyone in the retreat really knew anyone else. No. Everyone came alone. Yeah. yeah. And very quickly this group formed and then seeing into this week how there's those 
real connections forming, and it feels like, I don't know, the making of some lifelong friendships. That's yeah. what I'm seeing. Yeah. Ellie, let me ask you, and I'll let you take back the mic, but why did you say yes? I, you know, I reached out to you. I had this idea through a breathwork to like start doing men's retreats, and I, and I, uh, I reached out to you. I like, took that action. I'm sure you get pitched a lot of you know, great ideas. Uh, why did you say yes to co-create this? I just felt right. Uh, it was a little bit, of, just, number one, it just felt right. You know, and it's not too different than you were saying before is you were maybe you didn't give the specific example, but maybe you went back to bar mitzvah and you were the, you know, the energy guy at the bar mitzvah. And you didn't quite feel that same sense of joy that you felt doing that two years before. Yeah, I still love doing bar mitzvahs, but as an okay, example. Maybe, yeah, right. So yeah, maybe something it's a different else. example. Yeah. Right. Maybe he's making a certain film. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Sure. Oh. Certain video. Sure. Okay, Mary still needs a business for the <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, it pays well. It's good money. It's good money. It's good money. I, I actually generally love bar mitzvah, so yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. So not a good yeah. example, but you yes. get the idea. Yeah. So in this, it just felt right. So one aspect of it, which I think we both learned on this journey, is trust the, the feeling. I took a deep breath in, let it out, and it just felt smooth. And I said... Mm. Mayor, I'm going to say yes. I didn't quite know exactly what I was saying yes to. All right. um, and then another, maybe the, the logical part of the brain said, hey, we had just done something, right? We had done this podcast together, and it really resonated with people. And uh, said, okay, there was, like, we, this is something, right? We had done it. This is us two, a co-creation. And the last one we did was, was great. People really responded to it. Yeah. They... Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful feedback about it, so said, hey, let's, let's give it a shot, you know, and I know you a long time, I trust your intent, I know, you know, what, uh, what you're looking to do in the world, and I said, okay, let's, let's mm. go for it, let's yeah. make it happen. Amazing. So, I'm glad you took I'm that compliment better than uh, the one you took on the retreat from someone else. <laughs> 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 you gained something too. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, it's integration now, so it's, I guess it works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does work. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I got a lot. I got. I definitely feel much more um, energized. This one, and just a little bit more free. You know, each one of our identities kind of shackle us in a different way. Yeah, and this was something so public about this one in a completely different way that I've <laughs> yeah. done before. Yeah, that wasn't. Uh, there was a business angle to it. It was just all of it that just felt very freeing. Like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna do it. I don't think I've ever charged for anything I did in this space. There was always. Like, oh, this is the, the service aspect mm. of this. And there was something freeing about just doing something differently than I'd done before. Um, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, you know, having to show up in that way, saying, hey, all of these guys paid for this experience. This is not my volunteer work. This, yeah. These people paid. This is a business transaction, and they have to get value. So that brought out a different level of me as well. So it was great. Yeah, yeah, and amazing, and you showed up super strong, and a big, big love and shout out to Omar Pinto, who came in from Costa Rica, the guy was amazing, I worked with him as a, as a, as a client with his, uh, he's my coach for a little bit, and it was profound, and to be him, having, see him work in real time with others was amazing, and Mendel, Mendel, Mendel. Labor. Yeah, yeah, Mendel Labor, um, incredible, incredible to, uh, to see him, and support, and his strength, through the different ceremonies he okay. led, and strong. Yeah, and that must have been a cool moment for Omar, because Omar had worked yeah. With all three of us right. at different times, me, right. you, and Mendel. And, yeah. uh, you know, kind of be like the grandpa in the room. Yeah, and which he was, he was. And, and a lot of guys reflected back to him, like this father figure. And it's so important with all this, like, talk around initiation, boyhood to manhood. It's also important from manhood to enter 
elderhood, you know, mm -hmm. to be an elder, a wise man, um, which uh, unfortunately in Western society and some of ours, you know, I know people in my life that we sort of like tuck them away. You, we get old, you're useless. You put them in an old age home where we just don't talk and engage with them, but they have all this life wise experience. Um, and to have that wisdom in this container is, is super important. Yeah. And what I loved about Omar and love about him in general is just his will, willingness to jump in. Yeah. Meaning he was as much a participant as he was a facilitator. He was, you know, either hat super comfortably yeah. back and forth. And he kind of showed, I felt like I learned that from him on the weekend. Mm. It's, yeah, sometimes you're the guy in front of the room who needs to create that container, who needs to show something, who needs to introduce maybe a new tool to someone that may be afraid of it. And you have to play that role and create that safety and give that guidance and be clear. And then the next moment, you're in someone else's container, and that's theirs, and you're just like a you're a participant, just like everyone, everyone else. Yeah. And that was, that was neat. Yeah. I thought we did a good job with, with that. Yeah. Oh, we did. We did, we flew. We we never all worked together before, so it was really cool to like just. And I took it for granted because it was just flowing, and people reflected back. I'm like, oh wow, like this is amazing. Like we've had conversations, but right. Omar, but like, as together as a unit, it just was. It was beautiful. Everybody just held space and supported one another. Um, and that was felt and really helped benefit the men. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways I felt like, I think I was telling this to my wife that it was kind of like an opportunity, you know, you mayor, you've been on your journey. I've been on my journey and obviously we've spoken a lot and shared some of these things, but there are tools, tools, which really helped you tools, which really help me. And here was an opportunity, right. not only introduce it to the guys, but introduce it to each other right. in yeah. some way, like yes. the real, the real power of these, these yeah. tools. And for me, the tools are. You know, some of the ones we use, the hape, the, um, the ice plunge, the, the sweat lodge, right? Some of these tools. And then also the tools of, of people, right? Mendel has taught me a lot and Omar has taught me a lot. And right, uh, your breath work, right? All of those things, these are also tools and kind of bring it all together and an opportunity for me to share those with you in a concentrated way and for you to share yeah. yours with me. That, that was cool as well. Yeah. In addition to obviously the 11 people who attended. Of course. Yeah, that's deep. And it's, it's beautiful to like also know you throughout the years and, and to see you to see our relationship evolve and to see you evolve where like perhaps a, a, a role like this, you would just shy away. Like, that's not me. I don't do that. You know, like right. you're more in the background sort of guy connecting people and maybe one on one conversations and you need to step into your power because you have so much wisdom, so much experience, so many tools. And if you, if you to like listen to the call and say, yeah, I'm being called in right now and, and you showed up. Yeah, naturally, I'm more comfortable being in the uh, in the background. In the background. Yeah, you pull the pu you're the puppeteer, <laughs> you know. And you do it really well, and you help a lot of people that way. Um, and when you're in the room and you embody that, man, it's hot. <laughs> it's powerful. Yeah. We'll see. I don't. I don't. I don't know that I went that far in this one. Mm. Maybe towards the end. Towards the end. Like yeah, right at the closing, I kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I jumped in. You were threw some punches. Laser man. Yeah, you're a laser <laughs> in every yeah, single guy. You just yeah, like, pulled off the bandaid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, it was incredible. But I mean, I guess those who are listening to it, um, men, maybe maybe the wives or girlfriends or partners of men um, are listening to, like, why do you think it's so important that this work is being done now? Why, why is it, like men's work, this work, this container, um, the masculine, the feminine, like, what do you, is, you feel like there's an imbalance there? And yeah, um, There's definitely a lot of confusion around the subject. I think that it goes back the same, uh, you know, I did a peyote ceremony. Uh, recently for the first time and peyote is the mescaline right is the active ingredient also masculine right masculine masculine it's mm. considered the the grandfather the masculine energy um and it was my first time experiencing that in that way you know the uh, proper ceremony around the the cactus plants and 
it felt like I kept thinking during it, it was like, man, we need this energy so much. Myself and the rest of the world, like we need this. There's something. What did it feel like? What did, what did you feel that, that that's missing? What was, what did you feel? Um, there was a level of protection, clarity, no nonsense, but compassion. Mm. It's much more, it, it's more gentle in some ways. Like a man has the capacity to be, in some ways, the masculine has the capacity in some ways to be much more gentle than the um, feminine. Mm. Right? Sometimes the feminine can be a little anxious a little bit, excitable, and a man is more grounded, more calm. Like it can have that, mm. that energy. Obviously, the, the feminine can have the nurturing aspect, right? Yeah. And the more sensitive, that's yeah. true too. The man is more grounded in that. But there was an energy that I was feeling that felt so foreign to me in that... Um, in that ceremony, and there was a sense of, hey, we need, we need a lot more of this. Uh, how does it show up? Let me, let me pass that question back to you while I think. Okay. So why do you think this, uh, this work is, is so important? The reason why I think it's so important is, well, it was, it was important to my life. So it was important for me to, to start looking at it. It was, it was starting to blare in my face um, more more specifically, more when it happened when I was in a relationship. I was in a relationship, and it just a lot of things came up in that relationship that a lot, that was a teacher for me to realize. Oh, there's parts of myself as how I view myself as a man, what it means to be a man, what it means to not just be a man in in the gender space or what, you know what I was, but rather like the energy of what it means in this the power within. And it was very distorted, and it was and it was weak, and I was and brought up a lot of comparison, looking at other men and maybe some toxic men, and what I, or I think society thinks what a man is supposed to be, whether it's the big muscles and the big bank account from like a very low vibration, but even in other ways, um, and I and I'm starting to find when I was on this journey, talking to friends and different colleagues and people in this and being in con- other men's containers and seeing how many men are showing up and feeling relation to them, I'm realizing oh there's there's it's not just me, I'm not alone, and there's like this thing that there's like this disconnect, which goes back to like this boyhood to manhood. Like there isn't this initiation. There isn't this um, guidance to what it means to be a healthy man who's able to feel strong, have his power, but not lose his top and like anger and, and, and punch someone in the face, you know, or and or to shy away and isolate when something is, when he's confronted. You know, there's sort of like these opposite sides of the coin. Either we go all out and we attack, protect or whatever right. that means, and we go and we fight and we yell, we hold our ground, we put the person in his place, make them small, or we just shut down and we hide and we lick our, we lick our wounds by ourselves um, or, we, or, or we let it out, not in front of that person, but we bring it back home to our wife or to our kids. Right. Um, and so there's, and there's no space in, this, in the world that really allows men to like, even just, to, there's one example around anger and, and shutting down um, I, is to, to play in that space and to go, in, under, go deeper as to like, why, why, is, why, why is that trigger even existing and, where, and why, what is it protecting? And, and so there's a lot of that in, there's the, the, the fathers, so to speak, are not around. You know, they're not around to teach that. They don't know it for themselves. There was a lot of survival mode we talked about in this last podcast. And so there's a whole array of emotions that could be felt within the man and it doesn't have to always be black and white. And so when the man is able to drop from his mind into his heart space and this, the mind has helped the man for so long to create businesses and to figure things out and to, and to control 
Um, but we got disconnected because we had no time to feel. We always had to go. We had to go, go, go. We had no time to stop and feel our emotions. That was either taught to us from a generation before, even myself, um, or it just you know just wasn't processed in that way. When now with the work, for, at least the way I look at it for healthy masculinity is the embodied masculine, is when we drop into our hearts, we drop into this space, we touch, we touch our feminine, we play with that feminine, that fluidity, the nurturing part of ourselves. You know, how could we relate to the feminine, to the female, to, to our mothers, to our daughters, to our, to our wives, if we are not in touch with that part within ourselves, just like we can't give love unless we have our own love, right? So we, to drop into that, to play within that, um, and to start building that connection, um, and, and being that there's no one teaching that, we got to do it with ourselves. We got to get together with brothers, with, with guys who are on the journey who are open to at least figuring it out to, and then and to practice that to go into the ring to take your combat and to find where our edges right cool. to go to go between like you know yes we're going to throw some punches but we're not going to go 100% we're not going to go try to black eye this guy no he's a brother but we're here to sharpen we want to keep each other sharp also we're not going to shy away we're going to encourage you to go in but there's agreements there's dialogue there's communication clear communication if there's something that's broken out of that you know we step in and we 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 hold each man accountable you just went over you know 60 percent whatever it is you, right, you why, violated agreement in some violated way. agreement yeah. so within this container of like you know what we built around Adama, um is this ability to be able for men to be able to like find their edge to see where they shut down where they go out what is what what triggers them and then to be able to perhaps allow them to uh, to find new ways for them to step into their to their power, healthy power, in a contained way that's not just blasted out, but rather is potent, is specific. That's the man. And then the masculine is, is go, it goes precise. after. It's precise. It doesn't use many, many words. It doesn't stutter and ah. It's, it's forward. It's forward. It's forward and I'm here. You know, so when the feminine does have you know, times when, you know, shit hits the fan and things go crazy and like, and by gosh, yes, because there's so much beauty in that too, we don't have to like, keep them small or run away but rather hold it hold it be that container so that so the feminine could could flourish and blossom almost like a tree firmly planted in the ground with branches that yeah can... yeah it's gorgeous yeah do you feel like um part of this work is men developing a relationship with anger i did notice that theme on the on the weekend and wondering if you did as well in yeah. two different ways there are there are many different ways i i, I definitely associate the, and I think the world also says anger with men um, in general. I mean, they, I don't know the statistics, but like a lot of men have heart attacks, and that's very much deeply connected to the idea that men don't express their their emotions, their anger, and they just bottle, bottle, bottle. Arteries get clogged, energy gets stuck, and then yeah, heart attack. You know, so yes, there is a lot of that for sure that's connected. And underneath the anger, and this is well known, is you know, is the is the actual right, the sadness, the sadness, right. the grief that needs to really get to. So we have to get past the work that has to be is to be able to have process. A lot of men don't feel comfortable or have the process, the tools or the space to process that anger. So they bottle up or they just lash out. And so like, you know, just um, allowing the space and creating tools that allow the man to step into his anger, to really embody, to feel it. And he knows that he's held and he's, and it's going to be okay. We'll get through this together. He feels that support. Then he can really get back into that anger, go back in that space that triggered that anger, move through, through the anger, release the anger, and then be able to touch on that softness to touch on that softness, that part in which every feminine wants. They want to feel held. They want to be protected. The man, that's, that's part of the masculine, is to be the protector. And at the same time, they want to get to know you. They want to know you. They want to look past the glass. They want to know, they want to feel you. 
and know that there's a softness there too. They don't want to just marry some Terminator guy, right? They want to know that there's a softness too that, that could be held and at times to be held. And, um, and so here is that place where we're able to like release that anger, that wall, break it through and then allow the, allow the man to feel his emotions, express it. And then there's this big release and relief because now there's so much more space for him to hold and not to be afraid of himself and the, and, and the emotions of others and creates more space for expansion for himself and for his family. Right. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. One, one of the things I noticed was with, as it relates to anger was there were some who were almost like right there ready to explode. Mm. And then others who were just the opposite. It was no matter what. Yeah, monotone. Get angry. Yeah. No. Timid, but look what quiet. he did. No. Mm-hmm. Right. No. But do you want to like yeah. fight it out? No, I love you. But come on, you've been through so much. Like, where is that? And I was noticing that both sides of it is one, um, a relationship was becoming, you know, overwhelmed by it completely. And as soon as it was touched, then it was, you know, there is no 50%. Right. Like you said, if I go in, I'm going into 100. Mm. And then others who just couldn't, seemed to be unable to, to access it. Yeah. And there was only through some of the um, practices you led them through or some of the other, you know, stuff that was done. It seemed like there was one individual who right after the sweat lodge, something seemed to, right. you know, an hour and a half sitting in, you know, 200 degree heat. Bubbled up right, to the surface. Yeah. And it had to be released. It was still sucked. And we, yeah, we went through a process. Right. And in that, there was finally, what I, what I saw from him was finally some anger. Yeah. It's like, yeah, where was it for the past couple of days? Because you were talking about some intense subjects that seemed to warrant anger. If there was ever a reason anger was valid, mm. was this guy's story. Yeah. And there seemed to be an inability to access it. Yeah. And then suddenly from that, it was like, hey, let's go. Right. Let's go this And that's up. the thing. I think sometimes, because, I mean, this individual is, is a strong person, a, 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 a large man, you know, and... Um, but there's like that, that, there's that story of like maybe being afraid of his own strength, you know, of his own life. And, and a lot of men have the power, um, but they play small. It's like that like analogy with an elephant, like they saw an elephant, a grown elephant tied with a little string. And yeah. like, how does he not break out? Well, since when the elephant was a little child, a little baby, they put the string around him. And as he grew up, they kept the string on. So he still thinks that this little string can still hold him down as a grown elephant. Right. And he, it, was, it was successful right when it was born. Right. He's now not even trying. He's not even trying anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly to like into his powerful self. So too, like we have like these things that happen to us as as young people, as young boys, and young and young and young kids as well. And um, and that story just keeps playing out. Oh, I can't do that. I don't. And we don't trust ourselves. And here a lot of we're building trust with ourselves. We could trust ourselves that we are able to be the lover and the warrior, the king. All the different parts of ourselves, we're able to be all of that and know and get and have to practice the dojo here to practice that amongst, you know, leaders and amongst brothers and then be able to bring those tools back home because they transfer. It's not about having a better punch. It's about how do you show up to conflict? Do you have to run away? Do you have to lash out? To trust oneself, to better communicate. These are all tools that just transfer outside these few days together into very real life lessons and into the real world. Yeah, I definitely saw some differences um, just this week and the way I uh, showed up in different interactions that I can pull back directly from from the retreat. Yeah. So let me flip the question back on you. Um, Again? Yeah, not so much of what made you ask me specifically, but what made you, what made you want to do a retreat? What made you ask and say, hey, let's do a retreat? Mm. 
I I've been doing the work. I've been doing this. I've been doing the work for a long time, um, especially since we started getting to know each other. Um, and the new iteration of that was, you know, as we start to uncover, you know, different things. Um, the, this men's work, this this masculine, healthy masculinity uh, work started coming. By the way, my... you know, you're introducing me to it more than I've dabbled with it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like from the conversations we're yeah, having. Yeah, I'm not teaching. So I'm I'm not teaching the masculinity, but I'm learning it. So mm. I felt like a lot of the work I've done over many years was becoming an adult. Yeah. And this next phase is... Yeah, so same, exactly, right? There, I, I couldn't necessarily meet... There were other things that had to be met and understand before I even got to this. This is a little more, I feel like, more refined and just mm -hmm. the next iteration of my growth. So I started going, putting myself in these conversations and into these, into these containers, retreats around with men and, and seeing what it's all about. And it really talked to me, especially... Um, after, after coming out of a relationship, I just recognized, oh, there's parts of me that I really have to look at, at my own. Um, and so I started doing that and just doing it over for some time now. What just felt naturally right, what felt naturally the next step was to create this space for those in the community that I know that I come from that could benefit from it. To start, to keep my tools sharp, to also share, you know, you know, Aleph, teach Aleph. Right. Um, so that, that's sort of the next iteration and, and even more so now. Like there's nothing more beautiful and for me in my own personal way to be held to my highest self, my higher standard for multiple days. Like this calls me in oh, right. to be in a container where I have to be, have where to I get up. to be. I don't have to be, but I just get to show up as my, as this higher self that I've been working towards. I get to be that guy for three, four days. And it's incredible. It's like it's an unbelievable. Like it's this beautiful container. So I get I get so much. And besides getting learning and having really deep conversations, yeah. like this is and and it's me. I'm not putting it on. And I don't feel like depleted after this weekend. Like it's just life like opposite, now. Right. It's life, right? It's just like it's it's all part of it. This weekend, next weekend, I'm I'm ready to go again because it's just it just keeps me, reminds me, and sharpens me to be um to be this to be the version of a man that I want to be. And. 100%. When you were you were saying um, about the type of people that you were trying to attract, are you specific about trying to attract members of the Jewish community? Was that what you were saying there? Yeah, you know, it's, it's that came through. I mean, just naturally, that's what happened with this retreat, um, this remembrance, um, or between your you know your following and the people that you know follow me as well. Uh, there were there were some applicants who weren't Jewish. They just didn't pull the trigger. Right, they didn't close up on it. I'm you know it's I I it's not my I I definitely am open to having remembrances retreats that are not just necessarily just jewish i think i mean this is we had a beautiful exchanges and a lot of it happened to have a lot of um jewish um spirituality and talks and we had shabbos and it was it was, right. it was a lot of that was part of it yeah i was gonna get to that yeah. yeah um and uh there's also the work taking out any type of spirituality and religion there's still all these tools and modalities and the importance of healthy masculinity is still very much prevalent no matter what religion you've been in i've been in in, in spaces where uh Many different religions are there, and, right? 100%. And we don't ever never talk on it, right? It's just it's going to the core of what it means to be, you know, this is human form and, right. and the processes of it. No, and we had with us Kevin, the camera guy, yeah, who was with us this retreat, and he, um, he wasn't from that background. He participated in some of the yeah. changes, and yeah. I thought it was very helpful to have, yeah, to have that. But, and, I think it would be great to have some retreats where. Um, there are Jews, non-Jews, Jews, Jews yes. from non-religious background, Jews from religious background. I agree. I agree. I'm all for it. And I and I also now you're talking about and I and I also do love that there was like this container where there was Jewish men together and there was a certain relation that takes place that that uh, that allows for for another aspect to be to to be deepened. Right. The relationship with God. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I was very um, in my head about uh, on this subject, and I brought it up multiple times when we were 
discussing is what do we do with this religious stuff? Yeah. Because I had understood already coming into the retreat and looking at some of the, at the questionnaires is that you had certain people who were um, from religious background and still religious and certain people from religious background and not religious. Right. And were we going to be able to share right, a, a weekend together and specifically a Shabbos? How is this going to work? What were the prayer services going to look like? If you tell one person that there isn't going to be a minion, even though there's 11 men, or another person that they must attend a minion because you know, not, there's, only the, right? yeah. <laughs> there's only so many men. And how would we, how would we address that? Yeah. And uh, you, know, you and I went back and forth on it, and your recommendation was like, just open it up, man. Open it up to the, to the group. And see what they say. Put in your idea. Put in what you're thinking. And see how the group handles it. And that was awesome for me, just to watch how, you know, there were some people, there was a rabbi on there, right? Someone who, the, the practice and the religion was super important to him. Mm-hmm. And someone else who was very, very clear. Yeah. Like, I am not here for your minion. Right. <laughs> right? Like, this is Absolutely. not what's up, right? And that was, that was right there in the opening uh, yeah. discussion. And somehow to come from there to a way that, I think I haven't heard a single complaint from anyone about the the way we went about it. No one felt like it was too much or too little. It was, um, right. it, it met. It met the needs of everybody. Yeah, and, somehow, and, some way. Yeah, and I think it came down to a place where, because it, it was open dialogue. It wasn't like you have to do anything. This was a, it, was, it was co-curated with everybody involved. And everybody was able to voice their, 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 experience, their opinions. And, uh, and then we just, we had to come to a conclusion as a unit. Correct. Yeah, and I think also it was great for us versus, you know, coming top down and saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. For someone to hear directly from the other person, hey, this is triggering for them. Or, hey, this is important to them. Right? So they hear it. It's not us saying it. Hey, these are the rules of the retreat. It's like, wow, now yeah. I'm going to another place that's telling me rules. Right. This is well, overnight camp. <laughs> right, this is what I need. Yeah. But I was, I was like, I, I kept thinking this was like, this was going to be the the thing that was going to, to yeah. blow up. Because I've been in environments, even healing environments, where there was um, a lot of tension around the Jewish aspects of things. Mm. What kind of music is there going to be in ceremony, as an example? right? Those All of a sudden, these Jewish things are coming in, and then certain people have strong opinions in one direction. Other people have strong opinions in another direction. Right. And here was three, four days of that, and saying, okay, how are we going to figure this out? So that was really, um, I think, healthy for me. Even though to some degree I do it in my home, right, with my wife and kids, where um, when, when I got married, we weren't observing anything. Mm. And lately I've been taking on more, and my wife hasn't been quite on the same um, pace. But then there's certain things that she wanted to do that I was like, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> you know, nothing specific, but, <laughs> it's, but it's definitely been more from my side and still figuring out, okay, how do we, mm. how do we navigate that? Um, in the house, a lot of that on Shabbos, but it's much different when you bring eleven people together. Yeah, there's a lot know. more ideas and backgrounds, and you know. yeah. So it was neat for me to see how hey, this this can be worked out. Yeah, this can be worked out. Yeah. You know, and there may be other retreats we do where it's more of a um, there's more tension around that, and we'll roll with that because that's what's there. Yeah, but no expectations coming to the next one. But uh, exactly. that was neat. It was very neat for me to see how how smooth that went. Mm. Yeah. Um, A question around breathwork. So you've been leading tons of breathworks, right? This week alone, you know, an individual, a group as many as 80 people. Yeah. Um, when you do a breathwork within that retreat setting, so someone is, is doing the breathwork, 
there's the preparation, you know, in our case, a half a day in advance where they're getting to know the group. By the time they're sitting in the breathwork, they kind of know everyone pretty well. I mean, we've all just jumped in freezing cold water, right? We right. know each other now. Yeah, it's, it's We've found our edge, right? Yeah. And we've also been in this space, right? We had no phones in the house, and we were intention, intentional about creating no service yeah. in the house. Right. We're intentional about creating a certain The food's yummy, space. it's light, it's healthy. Correct. And nourishing the whole body, mind, and soul, disconnecting. So did you see an, a difference in, in just the breath work? Meaning if someone's saying, hey, I do breath work, and it's amazing, and I get so much out of it, is there more to be expected when it's done in that way? I felt that there was, yes, the answer is yes. I, I definitely felt, and the reactions and what came through the breath work with the men in that container was powerful, powerful. There's a lot of emotion for sure. Wow. I mean, it was, it was thick. I lost my voice. In, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, my voice was gone the whole retreat after that breath work. Yeah, it was deep. Yeah, and, and that, and to what you were saying, like before we do any type of ceremony, there's a certain dieta, there's certain pre preparation we go through. And, uh, and that's to get the, the, the physical out of the way to, to cleanse, get ready. And we do that also within like different practices in Judaism, right? Wearing certain clothing to stop doing certain things, to drop into the sacred space. Shabbos is a ceremony, right? We don't do mm -hmm. certain aspects so we could drop into right. it. So too, with the breath work is that, yes, this is an opportunity. We were already, like you mentioned, disconnecting from the outside world, building bond, building trust. So we're able to now let go even more so, especially for men, right? To not hold up the car, but to feel. And then once that was all primed, and then to come out into a space of breath work, which only allows you to go even deeper, the medicine of, of the breath was able to go even faster and deeper to people in places that they thought they, they may not have been able to go on their first or second or third time. And then, and then combined with that, with the men, and with the intention of what we're doing the work in, guys just went for it. And it was very, very, you're able to f you feel it. Right. Yeah. And, I, and, and I've done many, you, and this was right, very specific. Many. Yeah. Okay, there many. was something tangible. Yeah, it was, it was. And, and what about afterwards in terms of, I mean, what we call integration, but being able to, to process the breathwork experience? Yeah, I mean, this was very, very deep. And what's really great is that they're not, you know, 20 minutes later after closing ceremony, going back home and jumping back into the world, into their life which happens, you know, after sessions and ceremonies, um, this was an opportunity for them to now integrate all that was opened up, to stay open, to stay raw for multiple days afterwards and process all that and then see other things that came up from that initial breathwork to other things. And so it was an incredible way to in, early off start off the, the retreat um, so that men could really drop in and to feel themselves and then to process it over the next couple of days. Yeah, yeah so you noticed a, uh, yes. a difference. Yeah, I was wondering about uh, about that. So where, where to from here with with you? You got the breathwork going, Adama. What's the? Where do you? How do you see this evolving? I see it. I see it as I am. I suppose I I, I evolve. I'm gonna. Keep, I, I keep you know being the student. I try to learn as much as I can and put myself in other edges and experiences to to learn more and to grow more. Um, and I see I see the breathwork. You know, taking off in you know uh, trainings, God willing, and breathwork retreats. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. the the Mary breathwork certificate oh, is nice. coming out. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Um, and it's been more and more reflected back to me how my breath, the the experiences that people are having in my breathwork are very different from uh, beyond just you know medicine journeys that they're taking, but also breathworks that've been in other containers. So I'm I'm receiving that. I'm listening. I'm like, cool. Okay, great. Okay, thank you. And um, so I'm just gonna lean more into that and. 
and offer that soon. Um, but I also have a specific breathwork retreats, more Adama retreats, whether in here in the U.S. or have other adventures uh, throughout the world, which I'm really excited to, to grow and build with you. And um, yeah, I think for now it's, you know, another offering. So, you know, I do the, the coaching and, um, right. and such. What do you what do you make of that the the breathwork? Because I I've been in a number of different um, breathworks. I've probably sat with I don't know fifteen twenty different people who um, lead breathworks and different kinds. Some of the transformational, some you know maybe in in the context of a Wim Hof style preparing for an ice plunge or maybe a, you know let's do some breathing before um, a sound healing. So we're mm. looking for a much more relaxed, not the the transformational ones and a number of you know, the transformational breath work as well. I definitely put you um, in a certain category there in terms of the power of the ceremonies that I've had myself have been uh, a lot more. Mm. Thank you. Um, why, what do you think that is? Do you have a, it's just something intangible? Is it, I, you're going to have to answer this question if you're going to do a breath work training. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a certificate because. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, well, I, I definitely think there's, I, I've been in many other containers and, and facilitators, and I, I, the approach that I take um, is less scientific and more spiritual, and that's the way it was taught to me um, by my teacher. I learned from David Elliott, and, and I really learned a lot and gained a lot through that experience. And so there was any, that aspect, I think my experience as a person, like it's the culmination of all that, that I am, the performer, the motivator, the energy, the creativity, my own personal experiences through depression, sadness, um, addiction, all of it, just being really like all that pain, all that suffering, all that isolation, all the human experience from the deepest parts of myself going through the fire. Um, and then I just bring it all out. It's raw. I, I'm, I really feel like I'm in the journey with, with, with those who I'm holding space for. And so it's just, just extreme vulnerability and honesty. And, and I really bring the spirit. I bring God, I bring God into it. Um, and, uh, and then create space and allow permission for everybody to allow right. them to do it. There's, there's, there's a container, you feel held and feel safe, and you have permission to process the way you need to process. That's definitely something I've noticed in yours more than any others. People may say it, yeah, well, anything that needs to come out, that's okay. If it's tears, that's fine. If it's a yell, if it's an F you, do your thing. But they say it like that. Mm. you're like f no not exactly. yeah. that yeah. right you're out there you're, you're screaming you're getting excited but even without yeah. that even some, sometimes you've done that sometimes you haven't right i think i've sat with you four times now but the point is is more there's definitely the energy from you that you can do what you need to do you need to roll over and start pounding the floor like that's good yeah that's good yeah you know, don't pound yeah. the guy next to you but exactly right pound the floor is totally cool Totally, yeah, and I think, and I, and I truly believe because the way I got into this initially, it didn't make sense, right? From the outside, I was, I had a very, you know, successful career creating films, and I still love it, and maybe God willing, I'll, I'll go back to it in some way. But um, the way it came through me was, it felt like through God, I had this internal voice that came, like, Mayor, go learn this and teach it and share it with your friends, family, and community. So I, I do feel like people have mentioned it's a gift. Thank you. Okay, and I'll, I cherish that, and I and I try to nurture that, and I and I right. try to share it with with the world. So I, I definitely believe it's it's not not me. You know, I have my experiences, like I mentioned, and I truly thank God and, and pray to God before every ceremony to allow me to be an open channel for for healing and to, and to be the shliach, to be the you know to, to to be able to support those who are coming to get some healing, some insight, some clarity, some creativity. Yeah. It's pretty unbelievable to be able to to take people through those experiences with no medicine. 
Yeah. The medicine. It is medicine. The I know. breath is medicine. You know what I mean. Yeah, I yeah. know. I also want to drive home yeah. that point that is medicine. Yeah. But yes, not plant medicine. Yeah, no plant medicine. Yeah. Um, what did you think of, um, you know, I, I, I know that when we put out the idea of the re- a retreat, a lot of people definitely thought there was going to be medicine there. When I say medicine, yeah. I say And some, I think, were disappointed that there wasn't. Somewhat. I think some people were disappointed that there wasn't They thought medicine. they were, yeah. Yeah, like they thought. Yeah, I think this day and age is, a, what's your question? I was saying, I think this day and age, most people are, you know, everything, you think of retreat, you think of medicine. And then, right, right? medicine's on the rise, bad medicine's on the rise, everybody's doing it, everybody knows someone who's done it. Pretty wild times. Um, <laughs> pretty crazy that that's the world that we're living in now, and cool. Um, and, and at the same time, um, the the approach to have these t- types of retreats now without any medicine is is so important because I've, I'm talking to someone who has done plant medicine and I've gained a lot through it, transformational, transformational. At the same time, there's a deep, deep medicine and power to not go somewhere, go on this journey outside this body, into, but rather stay in the body through it all, through all the emotions. Because in life, we're not going to be on a medicine on a plant medicine journey. We're going to be having have this in-body experience and for too long many of us, many of us I myself included um, have disassociated or have gone on some sort of a journey maybe it was just like thinking wishing to be part of another family when I was like six year old around the shop table like I don't you know like, but we disassociate or we trip out on something and so now it's like um, can we be be confronted feel our edge feel it all and that goes back not to the mind but back into the body and to and to process and have tools that can really be used in this container and then applied outside this remembrance into our into the life so it's very i, I found it to be very important everything has its time and space and plant medicine is a tool but a tool without plant medicine and, and having going through the processes sober in it yeah. with it and with others it's 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 the deepest yeah and i would say there's a good percentage of people who are there and i didn't ask this question to each one but just uh, from the conversations that were going on that had experienced plant medicine before but there was something that they I, I don't know if it was every single one, but it seems to be close to every single one had a um, a very, very different experience mm. uh, in this one than in others. And for me, that was important. One, I was thinking, what 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 use is there for a retreat for me if there's medicine? Kind of the medicine takes over the, the whole retreat. So right. Right, go do that. It doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be what this is about. Um, also, you know, cognizant of the legalities and everything else, just, hey, you know, here in America, and when I do my medicine as much as possible, I like to go to Costa Rica. Mm. So I know we're not going to do every single retreat there, but there was so there was that aspect as well, right? Is saying, hey, you know, let's do things the right way. But the other aspect uh, was exactly what you're saying. Like let's let's be grounded and let's do it from from this perspective. Yeah, you know, you've been there maybe, or you'll go there. You know, right? Whatever happens with that, but can we can we bring this back? You know, can we heal for, can we heal in this setting? And, um, yeah, I think this one was successful and I hope, uh, hope the future ones are, are as well. Definitely set a good bar. Yeah. Off to a good one. I'm excited for, yeah, I know we're already planning the next one and I'm excited for that. Yeah. I don't know when this is going to be released, but there's, there'll be one in mid-December and, you know, we'll, we'll try to get another one in the calendar. Yeah. Uh, If you're on board, I'm on board, you know, so. I'm on board. Yeah. I mean, after this one, what I saw, this one, you know, like you say, you take a breath and it felt good. And this one took a bunch of breaths. And it <laughs> yeah. And it, it felt good. Some of them uncomfortable for sure. Some challenged me. I'm at my age, but I have a lot more to learn from this um, for sure.
yeah experience you know. i think i i believe that this and and more of these as they pop up along you know in this community in the jewish community and, and throughout the world as it is it's only benefiting the world and um it's only going to make healthier men healthier families and healthier next generation when yeah when when children when sons when daughters could be um feel held full seen uh, not feel shut down, and to also, as we eventually went through this too, is to learn how to to gradually, healthily move from one stage in life to the next, and to know when you're being called into, and that's and that's really important. So yeah, there were definitely a few, there were definitely a few, there were some opportunities, certainly some invitations that I saw were were made to to different people. Some expressed by me, some expressed by others. Of hey, this this might be something worth <laughs> worth looking at it looking at as you unfold into the next part of your, your journey. Because you never know where it's going to go. That's what's so interesting about it. I, I don't think you told us to be on a podcast, but I've used the analogy, and oftentimes when I say it, I say it in your name, is the man walking through a dark cave with a torch, mm. and you only get to see a certain amount of feet ahead of you. That's right. And as you walk, more gets illuminated. Yeah, right, exactly. The path, right, the path shows. But you got to take those few steps, and then the next yeah. few steps are shown. Yeah, exactly. Like, I never... I didn't imagine when I had this fear of public speaking and I was going to get up and speak at a lamplighter's dinner, which was the first talk, and then eventually that translated to JCW. For a while, I was feeling a tremendous amount of energy in that setting, preparing for a speech and delivering the speech. And at some point in time, those types of addresses started falling flat. Mm. I, I just didn't, I didn't feel as genuine in them. I was preparing for them. I'm like, why am I preparing for... For a talk, like I know this story, right. I'm preparing the way I'm going to say it. Mm. It just it felt very very forced, and um, not that there are there are certain kind of talks where preparation is needed. Certainly, when there's content and context and whatever, it, it worked for me for a certain period of time. But at some point, it just started falling flat. But there was still that need to express, and then it came out in a different way. And here we are, here we are now. And I've been surprised, man. When we sat, when we went around at the um, at closing ceremony. At closing ceremony, and and people were talking about, you know, kind of how they originally came and what they got from the weekend, and the amount of people who mentioned this podcast as hearing about this. I was like, wow, it's so cool. People yeah. listen. <laughs> Yo, Ellie, people seriously, listen. you've got to reach people, <laughs> listening people, sign up, they invest. I mean, now this, since our podcast came out, um, the first one, the uh, yeah, my my, there's always a, more than a handful of people um, that are like, yeah, I came because Ellie Nash uh, recommendation. Elliot, to, I, heard, I heard you in the podcast. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're coming to through, the breathwork. To the breathwork classes. Yeah, you showed up like crazy on that. I think that you completely shattered any identity, any, any idea that someone had of who Mayor K was. <laughs> like all the polish was completely shattered. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, here's the real guy. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, I've, I heard that from a lot of people, mm. meaning they weren't introduced to you through, they weren't introduced to, to Mayor K, the brand, through the podcast, but they were introduced to Mayor K, right? Yeah. Through the podcast. Like they saw you. There was something about mm. you showed up. And I think um, a good part of that, and I, I appreciate the, the credit to the podcast and what I did, but it was also right after a breathwork ceremony. And it might have also been just after an ice plunge. It was for me. But we, we went in hot. You know, we were yeah. coming in from, a, yeah. it was a very powerful breathwork for myself and for you just before. Yes, that, nice, right. I don't for you, but certainly for me. It was, yeah. We had like forty people in there, yeah. but and I would say I want to thank you for facilitating 
um, that that conversation because a to have it, I, I felt safe. Right? I feel safe with you. Like my nervous system is feels safe when I'm around you, and it's a beautiful thing. Um, which I I feel like you you carry that masculinity there. You I know you're strong, and you not just physically, but like. You have values, you stand, you protect, you help. And at the same time, you have a softness, which I've been able to gratefully um, be in touch with. And so facilitating a that. A few people in the world have seen it. Don't, I'm grateful. don't let it out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, maybe next retreat. Um, but uh, to have that, to create that space uh, for me to be able, and to, and to see me, to know me so well, to be able to like see that point and to call me into that conversation. So I couldn't, I couldn't have done it anywhere else. And so, yeah, thank you for allowing me to, yeah. to have that conversation with you. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes when I'm pushing in that way, um, I feel like it could be misunderstood. So it helped that we had that, um, that you know, that relationship and that grounding is, hey, I'm mm. not coming from, I may be challenging, you know, and right. I could be a little pointed sometimes, but I'm not, <laughs> there's, it's coming from a place of care. It's coming from a place of uh, wanting the best for another person, but it's mm. delivered sometimes in a masculine way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, I feel like you know, you, you were able to, you have a beautiful gift to like really, after a very short period of time, even with, with the men around the closing ceremony, to really get to know someone, to see where their blind spot is or to see what, that, what the thing they may need to, to help them continue on and go deeper in their journey. And you just see it and, you, and, you, and boom, you just nail it and you just tell them, here's a suggestion. And then nine, ten out of ten times, yes. Yes, that's it. Exactly. Um, I even I even reflected to you uh, during the. I'm like, damn, that's really that's that's a powerful thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll see in a couple of weeks. We'll but see. it seems like some of the men are already taking those actions, right? Some guy already ordered a cold plunge. Another guy. Oh already, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you really been hitting the nail on the head in that way. No, it, it was. It's also wild. Like after the retreat, so Rashu came and did. Um, you know, he, he came for the training, of just you know the storytelling and stuff like that. Not a full blown. Mic drop, but just so a little taste beautiful. of beautiful, yeah. amazing, just mm. a beautiful taste of people learning to tell their story, feel what it feels like to stand in front of a room and speak powerfully, and also for the other guys to get to know each other. Yeah. And, you know, because, yeah, we're doing these things and we know each other energetically through some of the processes that we're doing, whether it's cold plunge or sacred combat or some of the other things, but it's different when we start hearing someone's story because very often you're like, wow, you've been through that. This guy overcame that challenge and right. he's here now mm -hmm. showing up. There were certain stories that were said where everyone kind of sat up and was like, whoa, you're here, I'm here. You yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Inspiring, was, powerful, yeah. vulnerable. And it's, yes, yeah, you know, there's a certain respect that happens in, in, in the boxing ring, for example, of men can respect men. Like, oh, wow, you took that punch well and like yeah. you gave it well and, like, and showing up to the challenge. And there's another respect that happens when you're sitting around the fire or sitting around this workshop, for example, and you're opening up your hearts and you're like, man, like that was vulnerable. That's deep. And you went through that. Yeah. Oof, I feel you, brother. And this is what I got to share. These are my wounds from my life, you know, battle on, in life. Yeah. And that's, and that's a different space. It's a different energy. Very different. As powerful yeah. and, as, and as beautiful. Yeah. 100%. And then from, to go after that and then for the people to take action, like the number of people that reached out to Rosh, the number of people mm. that reached out from a you know, small group, 11 guys who reached out to Omar Pinto and said, hey, yeah. you know, whatever it is, that love you're bringing, that big heart, that, yeah. you know, oh, that, yeah. like the attention, the patience, the... Uh, the enthusiasm this guy has for helping other people, especially in that one-on-one -on -one wow. like coaching and really drawing out a person's story and mm -hmm. the patience and love and attention, yeah. so much respect and appreciation yeah. for, uh, for, for what he does. And then the number of people who reach out to him, which is what I love, right? It's not just we're, we're doing this thing, but there's an action that's happening afterwards and seeing people motivated to an action after, after that. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we miss the mark. Sometimes we do. We take an action, misses the mark. 
but at least it's going to be different than it was before, right? We're doing something different. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, totally. And there's actually two more people I wanted to thank from, from the podcast. I mean, we're talking about the remembrances beyond behind the scenes of this podcast. There's also Tyler who makes this life, <laughs> but he was a big component to making the. He wasn't the behind the, He wasn't behind the scenes at the retreat at all. Oh, no. He was yeah. in it, too. Funny he was time. in it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of thanks to Tyler, for sure. And, and to Freddie, to your wife, for really bringing the, the menu, man. Michelin star, five star. <laughs> I mean, for me, even I felt comfortable with how good the food was. I'm like, I've never been on a retreat like this. I mean, it was really, really good yeah. and healthy and yummy. So, yeah, just it, it takes a team, and it's an incredible. I'm honored to be part of this amazing Adama family. Yeah, yeah. she put a lot of love, um, love and attention into it. And for her, that's her medicine, meaning, mm. you know, bring people around a table yeah. and... There, there's a feeling when you sit down at a table and it's been, um, you know, prepared, yeah. right? We had even Friday night dinner, all men, but we had, we had flowers oh. on the table. Oh, 100%. Right? There was yeah, it's, it's about the feminine, man. It's not this, <laughs> we're bringing the feminine. We got him, yeah, the Shekhinah. There's something about it that feels cared for. Mm. It says, hey, wow, being taken care of. And look at the salad. Like, look at the way it was garnished and look at the way it was, um, mm-hmm. you know. Down to the detail. Like people, yeah, the presentation and everything. And it, although she wasn't there, but she was working with, oh, yeah. you know, working she with the was chef, working with Andres. Yeah, 100%, totally. Hey, you know, do this this way. Put that on this. Put that on that. Send me a picture. Let me see how it looks. You know? yeah, yeah, down, All that. Yeah. yeah, down to the, uh, down the to detail. The detail. Um, she wouldn't call it five-star, meaning it's, there, there's, there's levels to the game like anything else, and this was the start. I think that'll continue. Oh, continue I know. I'm, hang, I'm hanging around shop just to find out what, <laughs> what her standards are. I just want to, I want to get a taste of that. So you'll see it. But it was. But it's truly it a medicine. I Meaning it's yeah. the same thing. It is. And you even mentioned that, right? Like you were, you, earlier on the retreat, in the remembrance, you were like, hey, guys, like the portions will be good and they'll be healthy, but they may, they may not be as big as you may know them. And there's always enough food. Right. But just bringing that awareness to like, where else in our life do we numb or do we like, you know, stuff down our, our feeling through food? Right. right. And, and not just taking another, like, let's be content. Can we? Take a moment, breathe. Am I full? Am I great? Okay, take some more. Otherwise, let's be mindful of how we uh, show up in all the right. places. It doesn't look like it because I've gained like 20 or 30 pounds since, um, since I got married. But she has introduced me to kind of like the healthy aspects of food and the importance of um, good ingredients and yeah. what goes into your body and all of those things. But there's more. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, when you said, you know, why did I say yes? is because yes, to, the, to, the, to the retreat. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason I said yes is because I've been leading retreats for like the last year and a half. So every Shabbos, right, we'll have a few guests and we'll have people stay for the weekend. And what I've noticed from that experience, you know, we're not taking 11 people through it, but we're, we're hosting and we're taking, maybe it's a couple, maybe it's three yeah. or four guests. Yeah. And I've seen people a few times, they, they come over, you know, and, uh, you know, we come here to this home, you know, see the background a little bit but it's a lot of nature we come here for the weekend with my family and we'll invite a few guests and we'll share our our medicine mm. with them which is yes yeah beautiful ho- like beautiful we host you know my wife's a, a wonderful host and take care of people in that way and feed them a certain yeah. way and then maybe at some point in time a little cold plunge yes a little rape yes a little body work whatever it is and the amount of people that i saw over a weekend come in struggling with something and then over the weekend like leave liberated in some way and you know obviously not the same amount of attention and programming that a retreat has but i saw that a number of times that was when i was thinking of a snapshot of of what i wanted from this retreat that was what i was looking for i was looking for those people that i saw showing up to my house on a friday afternoon 
before Shabbos and maybe leaving Sunday night or Monday morning mm. and just seeing the shift. It was like, wow, that person who, who came here on Friday, I remember sitting with uh, one guest who came over and they were going through a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot in their life and came over on Friday night um, when they were sitting, like we were sitting around in the, um, uh, sitting around the living room and they were so like, just so exhausted from life. That's what it looked like that, they mm. kept sitting like further and further back. Like every seat, I was always like, every time they got a seat, it was just like, hey, can I turn this into a bed? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just right. so tired. Right. Can I turn this into a bed? And over the course of the weekend, the different conversations, and we had a, a couple of people here and, um, and some healing. Sunday night, they were leaving to get a flight. And we have these uh, stools at our counter that are on like swivel stools. And this same person who was lying back like this, like everything was turning into a couch, looked like a little girl, you know, giddy on those stools, on her knees, like swiveling around while she was talking to someone. I was like, wow, this, this person came in so different than yeah. they left. And continuously people saying, like, wow, I just felt like I was like hosted mm -hmm. here. Like I was, mm -hmm. I was taken care of. And a lot of that credit to my wife. I mean, yes. I'm, I'm taking my Shabbos nap and yeah, maybe I'll have a couple conversations here, there, maybe a few ideas, maybe a little rape. But the, <laughs> that that feeling of she being hosted, being yeah. being cared for, yeah. the love, the attention, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. That's so beautiful. Share some of that. And I think you touched on a beautiful, beautiful idea, and more than an idea, an embodiment of uh, the invitation for those who are listening is that a looking at Shabbos as a container. It's a beautiful container um, for where you're creating a world, a space where you're bringing your family into it. You're bringing guests into it. What's your medicine? What's your medicine? What's your Shabbos medicine? What's how are you going to show when you have guests over? You're just going to talk, you know, shoot the shit. The same that you said every single year for the same parsha. Like, what's your medicine? What do you want to bring? What do you want a shaman? You're the shaman now. You're the leader, right? You're the mm -hmm. person. So looking at it in this new way with intention, right? This is what it's all for: we're lighting the candles, making kiddush, cutting the challah. These are all ceremonial opportunities to really drop in and bring in the earth, fire, water, and air. It's all through all the Shabbos meal. Set and setting. I was just actually on a on a recent. Um, I'm I'm just hyped right now yeah. on a uh, on a uh, on a webinar where it's talking about Jew, um, um, Jewish traditions and psychedelics. And um, Madison Margolin actually referenced a book which I'm forgetting now. We'll have to put it in the show notes. But it really was all about Shabbos. She's gonna be here soon. Amazing. Yeah, she's brilliant. And, um, and around it, what I'm sharing now is this idea of like, when you go on any type of psychedelic journey, your journey is all about set and setting. Set, 100%. right, is the inside world with your mind, your mood, your, your energy in that regard. And the setting is the actual physical space you're in. You know, is it, you know, outside, inside, or are you doing on a couch in your bedroom? And, and you want those places to be in tune for, for the best type of uh, journey you're going to take on. Same idea with Shabbos, right? Shabbos is this the set, how are you entering Shabbos? Are you carrying in the work from the past? Are you bringing anxiety, your stress, your anger? Um, where are you at in your set to set that intention and in the setting Shabbos already creates this beautiful bosom this beautiful space for you to step into with so much love and attention and shutting off and if we look at it as ceremony not just another thing that we do but rather like yes you're putting on the garb you're going to ceremony you're bringing the thing you're, you're putting attention to the blessing you're blessing your children and then you bless the guests that you arrive with, you're taking them on a beautiful journey. Are they better people when they leave, you know, not just physically full, but are they full spiritually, emotionally, mentally? Have, have there been beautiful conversation that's taken place? Um, like you mentioned, you know, as people, as they left, as they entered, they were one way, energy was shifted as they uh, left. So 
I guess my invitation is that we don't have to necessarily come to a remembrance, a retreat like this one, or go to a journey uh, with ayahuasca or any type of other uh, plant medicine, but like really tapping in to the, to the ceremonial traditions that we have in our own life and to step into that role of shaman and to, and to grace ourselves and our families and our, and our community, our guests, um, when the opportunity arises. With our medicine, yes. With our medicine, with our own yeah. personal medicine. You have a medicine, I have a medicine, you have a medicine. Right. There was someone at the retreat who was saying to me, like, is it okay if I talk to um, other programs about this retreat? Like, I've been on other retreats, and I know some of the lead. Would it be okay if I shared something? So I don't know what you would answer, but for me, I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not competing with other retreats. I'm competing mm. with the strip clubs, the casinos, you know? It's a great line. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm competing with. It's a great with. line. Yes, so, it's true. Yeah, by all means, if there's something, but I said, I don't know that it would hit the same way because we didn't, we didn't see any of this stuff in a book. These were the medicines that healed us, right? I changed from ice plunge. I changed from hape. I changed from sweat lodges. You changed from sacred combat. You changed from breath work, breath work drama yeah. therapy, right? These are, these are things that have impacted us. Mm. And then when you're introducing it to someone, you're coming from that, from that place. It's not an introduction from a book. It's an introduction yeah. from an experience. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And that, that's, that, that's that, that, that holding on to keeping secret, that, that, that safeguarding, that it's smallness and it's scarcity mindset, which I had a little bit of and it sort of got knocked out of me. But yes, the opportunity to like share and like take, take what you can, learn from others and, and, then, and then go ahead and make it your own and, and, and create. We're all here to like, you know, walk each other home. We're all here to learn from one and be each other's and, and be the teacher and then be the student and vice versa. And these are all just roles. And when we just remove the ego out of it um it creates you know more space for god right 100%. yeah god love community connection acceptance yeah it's a neat uh mm. neat thing and much more to unfold meaning much more to to learn i've said many times on this podcast that you know i am patient zero so this is i'm here for my own healing when i'm not getting yeah. healing from a certain place then i'm going to be sent somewhere else it's not mm. i'm not there exclusively for for um others healings even primarily for other people's healings my the main darkness i got to clean out i got to shine a light on is the one yes is the one that, in myself so there's clearly things that i need to learn i'm also excited it's been something that's been pulling me for the last little while and pulling me some sometimes through the through fear in some ways and that's of nature you know when i you talk to me about doing these five-day camping trips or um you know, in Alaska, I was watching some of the stuff you had going on there just before the retreat. You were there. Yeah. You were in Alaska for a little while and seeing what was going on there. I'm like, man, can I, you know, can I brave that? Can I do that? You know? Yes, you can. Adama, Adama in the wild. It's going to happen. It's happening. I'm excited yeah, yeah. for us. Yeah. Yeah. No, my family and I are going, um, thinking like, I got to do this, this nature stuff. I found some camping site in, um, um, I don't know, somewhere in Florida. And in a couple of weeks, it'll be before the next, uh, Next retreat. The next retreat. Mm. So we'll spend uh, a weekend, pretty uh, tense container. You know, we'll see what that's like. But with my uh, with my wife and kids and a Beautiful. friend with his wife and kids. So I'm starting to touch on that as well. The nature. It's definitely there's definitely something for me to to learn there. And the fact that mm. it comes like with a little bit of fear. Like okay, there's Good. something important. That's right. There's something important here. Right, you've been doing you've been doing this long enough to know when you start feeling that uncomfortability. Yeah, it's an invitation for you to just expand a little bit more and to learn something from that experience. Right, you know something when I when I first came to to this home and you can't completely see in the background, but there's, you know, a couple acres of nature behind us. So the first kind of the first times I walked the property at night, mm. they were like, "Is there a snake? Is there this?" You right. know, 
right? And and there are snakes. I mean, I've seen snakes here, right? That's that's part of part of it. Yes. Right. There are some some things in nature, and we've had chickens, and we've had chickens killed, right? So there are coyotes or something that can can kill a chicken. So that some of that does exist, certainly. Mm. Um, but you know, those there there could be danger lurking around any corner. Yeah. There's something about nature that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm sure some rabbis are going to scratching his head right now saying, Mayor, but like either it's Mishle or Kabbalah. Somewhere it says like if the Torah was never given, we'd be able to learn everything from the plants, animals, and, and nature, right? And there's there's so much wisdom. I, that's why I love connecting to nature. And it's actually a lot of, I think, I believe is the disconnect from self and all this, a lot of the uncomfortabilities that we have is because we're so boxed in with all the comfortabilities of, of life that we have that spending time in nature is so confronting and when you hear a bird chirp or you see a tree and you meditate on that space it means the reason why the Shentov and all the greats were shepherds they were spending so much time with animals and nature because it's it's so much more easier to feel and to see godliness i mean the, my, my one of the most profound experiences i've had it was on a mountaintop on my way to mount everest base camp it's like when i was it's, it's the idea of being so small but yet so large, doing something hard. I mean, the wind hitting you in a certain way. I mean, everybody will translate in their own way. And there's the deepness. And that's where we have a Dhamma. Like for me, one of the biggest principles was to be in nature, to spend time, feet on the ground, connect with, with all the elements. Uh, and it's that remembering is that because that's where we come from. We come from the earth. We go back to the earth. All of this is so important um, to just even set and you know medicine walks who we'll be introducing as well in future retreats. There's so many different beautiful lessons to learn from the fire, to learn from the water, to learn from the breath, the air. There's deep, deep, deep lessons in each one, every one of them. Yeah, yeah. How'd you enjoy the sweat lodge? It was your first one? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was my first Temescal. Or Inipi, there are many different names. With, Inipi, yeah. which, which is what? It's like a place of breath. I think so. I think that's, that's what he said, what he right? Said, yeah. yeah, which I, I, deep, I love the connection. The ceremony before, Michael did an incredible job. The Santas did a beautiful job of, oh my gosh, um, bringing us into the ceremony before the Temescal and then closing yes. it. And the actual Temescal itself, I, I really enjoyed it. it Can we it, describe it a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a dark, very he, extra heated sauna, uh, cramped in, and and songs and prayers are being sung, so it's it's ceremony. And we're in there for it's about prayer. an hour and a half. We're in there for an hour and a half. It's it's dark. It's extremely hot. Um, there's four rounds or four doors, as they call it, and every door that's opened up, new rocks, new heated rocks are being presented and putting into this uh, dirt uh, hole in the middle of the uh, middle of the, of the teepee, and we're like 15 guys inside. So it's hot. It's close. It's 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 dark. You can't really have much space to like stretch out your legs. So you're really <laughs> on a physical level. Like any, you're getting you're getting challenged. I got challenged, right? Yeah. My back, my leaning over, trying to find a comfortable space. Yeah, admittedly, I had the uh, Omar and I were kind of the last two guys in. Yeah, you're by the door. Well, yeah. So Omar slid in front of me, and I was right by the door. Mm. So I had a little bit of extra space because when the door opens, the um, the wind comes in. What? A little air comes in. No, well, the, well, the air comes into everyone. The the rocks have to be brought in, so yeah. there's some space. Right. I don't know if it was the cooling as much because I've been in another Temescal where I wasn't, um, I, I wasn't sitting mm. right there. Yeah. I tried to, and then I kept getting moved over and over and over <laughs> and over. And by the time I was like, oh, in the back corner over there, <laughs> I was like, oh man, just yeah. get out of here. The claustrophobia kind of sets in. Yeah, but it's, it's it's yeah, it really it challenges the mind and challenges the, the body, and then. Mike, Michael is singing some songs and we're putting intention and it's beautiful. And then th for me, it was, yeah, I was able to drop in. There were moments where I was able to drop because the physical it was really hard. But then to be able to drop into like this transcendence, where we, sort of what you do with a cold plunge or how it forces you to mm -hmm. get into your breath. So then you get to get embodied. And, you, and 
I, I refrained from drinking that water throughout the time. So I, I felt like I was getting... Oh, you didn't drink it all during it? At all, no, yeah. Oh, so it was, it was just a certain like, physical standard I wanted to challenge myself in. And throughout the process, I did find myself really taking, taking off into a deeper space, into a meditative space uh, through the singing and through the intention. And it was, it was beautiful. It was challenging mentally and, 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 and physically. Yeah, it's it very was challenging. Really challenging. Something... Uh... It, it felt like a, a, a release. release. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. come out, you're just whoosh, coming out. And I, honestly, I laid on the ground after. It was a cool ground outside after it came out. And I was so aware of everything. And it was gorgeous. The little breeze, the feeling of my body, seeing the little bird, the, the stars. Like, everything just was so much more heightened, which I can see the, the, the appeal to why people go to these dark retreats. But it felt like sort of like that. It was a dark retreat, just blasted. And I came out of it. Blasted just, with heat. Blasted with heat. And I was just grounded into like this beautiful nowness, just the present moment. And it was gorgeous. And that for me was very, very profound besides the whole process. And then, as you mentioned earlier, other men had other things come up for them on a, on a deep emotional level. Uh, and different challenges. Some people have to challenge different fears around claustrophobia, being darkness, the heat. Yeah, so there's a lot of medicine in that space. A lot yeah. of medicine, yeah. Yeah, that's what's it's so neat. You know, when we did the cold plunge and everyone jumped in and you ask everyone kind of, what did you learn? What did you learn? What did you learn? And just, you're, you're from the same thing, you're pulling just a completely different lesson. Because yeah. when we communicate in words, then someone's only going to hear what we say. You know, to a degree, that we through our inter interpretations, but there's a narrow scope. Mm. But when you throw someone in cold, I, they may learn something. You yeah. know, one guy was like, remember, he was so excited. He's like, first there's pain, and then there's joy. And it was like, okay, that's the lesson that he needed to learn. Yeah. Another guy was like, wow, you just need to breathe through hard things, and it passes. Right. Right. You know, and that's the lesson that he needed to learn. Exactly. And it's not, a, it's not a learning like, oh, I read in a book, you just need to breathe through hard things. No. That lesson you'll remember. Yeah. Because you were freezing freaking cold, and you survived. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's really neat. And that was important for me in a, um, in a retreat was not to be the, like, not to be the guru, not to be the teacher, not to be the, 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 the guy sitting in front of a room. And yes, we have to own our spots and say, okay, we've, we've done certain things. Right, and we've been on this path for a period of time, and we have learned certain things. Good, so I'll speak from that place every so often. But that's not what people—that's that's not where people are going to learn the most. People are going to learn experientially. Put them in front of a room, have them stand up and share their story, and see what comes up for them. See what happens in their challenges. Mm -hmm. And then, as someone who's you know looking for these things, uh, there were some people who I know who I knew quite well from um, from the. Uh, outside of the retreat there were a couple of guys who I knew very well and seeing them in a different light helped me see where their you know what kind of their next move could be to to expand their their own lives mm. yeah beautiful beautiful yeah there's something about that this episode is brought to you by okclarity.com okclarity.com is the upscale version of ZocDoc for the Jewish world it is the place for any Jew to find an excellent therapist, psychiatrist, nutritionist, or coach. And it's completely free to use. Every professional on OK Clarity is vetted and experienced in working, working with the Jewish community. So they understand and respect cultural nuances like Shabbos, Shaduchim, and everything in between. What I love most about the OK Clarity platform is how easy it is to use their search and filter system to find a type of professional that you are looking for. They have dozens of providers to take insurance, and you can watch an introvert video of each professional to get a better sense of who they are before taking that first step to reach out, which I get. It's hard to take that first step, but 
many of us have, have found that to be so very worth it. If this sounds overwhelming, they offer a short form for you to complete, and their specialists will recommend a great professional for you, all anonymously and for free. Also, in browsing their Instagram, I found content that I loved, fun and impactful. They are also regularly hosting Instagram live sessions featuring different experts discussing pressing mental health and wellness topics and answering community questions, all anonymously and for free. So if you're not already following OK Clarity on Instagram and you're using Instagram, you definitely want to. Last but not least, if you have WhatsApp, OK Clarity has an incredible WhatsApp status with over 8,000 followers. And yes, admitted, I am one of them. Their WhatsApp is a free way to improve your mental health and they post humor so, what do they say? Laughter is the best medicine. Side note, side note, maybe the main note, if you're listening to this and you are a wellness professional, a nutritionist, a psychiatrist, a therapist, a coach, and you're not already on okclarity.com, here's an important reminder for you that this is a great place to be if you want to reach relevant um, members in the Jewish community, those who need your support and expertise. And one more thing, OKClarity.com is offering um, discounts or in some cases um, free sessions for those impacted by the war in Israel. Reach out to them. Get in touch. Addressing our mental health is the most important thing we can do, especially in difficult times. Obviously, no guarantee that uh, any future retreats will have this exactly. We'll continue to yeah, refine right. and add and take away and... Yeah. introduce new things yeah. absolutely there's so many different uh, medicines that we both know and and bring in other facilitators and there's so much to, to play with whether it's in the physical space or new places so yeah i feel like i i know that this is just the beginning of something really special and um yeah that's what it felt like to me yeah 100 yeah special needed desires there from from the response that we got just from the initial you know sharing so and there's no one and no one no one uh, no one more qualified and no one, no one better that i would love to do this with you know, I said that to my wife, I said, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anyone else I would have said to besides me, said yes to besides me. I can't think of someone else that I would have uh, been uh, comfortable enough to say like, hey, I'll do this uh, retreat with you. Because it's, nice. when, when you do something like this with someone, like they're walking and you're, and you're being seen. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, there goes, you know, there mm -hmm. goes this guy who's, you know, working with Ellie on this. Uh. And it's, you know, it's. It's, oh, yeah, right. pretty, it's like the, same the sort of person that you marry. Like they're reflecting whoever that is about you. Yeah. Hey, we're doing this retreat together. You know, there is some sort of, uh, you know, representing of each other. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with this. I know, where, uh, I know where you're at. Let me, let me ask you this. This is coming from my own, um, like, personally needing to learn. As I mentioned earlier in this, this is the first, this is the first anything I ever charged for in, in this regard. Charge money. Charge money for like something in the healing, right? Something in the healing space. Mm -hmm. For a speech, I've never, I, I never charge money. I never ask people to pay tickets. Mm. Um, nothing. And sometimes it was offered. And I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to tell you like the hotel I'm used to staying in. I'm going to send you the bill. I'm just not, I'm not going to do it. So mm. it was just more comfortable for me not to, not to go there. And, um, but there was something else also is that when you charge, you find out, which is also a little scary, right? Kind of like the vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, people like calling you, but see what happens if you tell them they got to pay a few hundred dollars. Exactly, an hour. and it, it brings out. up uncomfortable conversations. Find out what that is. Also, like there's a certain maybe extra responsibility of showing up, like you mentioned before. Yeah, like sure. if they're gonna pay you, then you got to show up. Maybe this way he's like, yeah, I'm even paying me, so I got to show up as I want. <laughs> right, exactly. A certain safety, a certain like you know card you could play, and there's also this ability to ask yourself like, what is what was the energy exchange in that? Right. So if money is energy. Right, and that's if one doesn't charge their services for a very long time, they'll get depleted and burnt out. That's going to happen unless they get some other type of energy, other type of exchange. So I wonder in those cases, did, what did you get out of it? If it wasn't money, what energy was received by you doing that service? And if you didn't, do you look back at those times right, or do you feel like you podcast. got burnt out over time? Well, let's say this podcast, right? There's no charging for it, right? I'm saying nothing. This one, I'm saying in this whole, the podcasts yeah. in general. I didn't charge for it. But you it. gain a lot from this. I get, right. I gained you get a lot from it. So that's the energy exchange. Right. right there. I, have, I have amazing conversations. Right. Yeah. Amazing conversations. And you're getting the, your mission out and yeah, yeah, sure. different things like that. Are happening. Just, right. All sorts of. Um, it's reaching people who I never imagined reaching. Right. And there were a few guys from communities. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. To you're far and wide. Far and wide. Wild. Yeah. But going back to this, but the money thing. So, fine. So, what, what, what is your question? Like, now that you started charging with money, um, right. So let me ask the question more specifically. Right. So there were some things that I learned already from it, but kind of where the, the, the question that comes up so often. Wait, before we up, jump into that, why did you not charge back then, though? Because you didn't want it. It was uncomfortable. I had many These reasons why out. I didn't. You know, one of those is I can show up as I want, certainly, like okay. you said. Um, but another one was I didn't want it to be perceived as, this, as if there was um, personal benefit here. Right. I'm mm -hmm. here for for the real reasons, right? So it's all personal. Okay, finish your thought because yeah, okay, go ahead. I, cause, yeah, because it is a personal, it is a personal benefit. Um, at least from the way I see it, it's not tainted. There's a, there's a lot of I, I suppose maybe where you're going with this is like in this healing space and 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 you know, and people get very sensitive around like oh you how much they charge you can't charge it's 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 that's lot, that's where I'm going. Okay. A lot of resistance. That's how what I felt like you were going with yeah. that, right? And um, I, I, I believe I'm, I'm just more, calm. I'm more through my own inner work because there's a lot of money anxiety growing up and just in life, right? It's such a crazy energy. Um, money is. Money is. Yeah. <laughs> you put a dollar for a start, the whole different personality changes, relationship change, bro, it's wild. Um, and, and I'm still something that I'm still learning around, yeah? Yeah, I've actually uh, thought possibly in future retreats, possibly add some stuff in there about career like we didn't talk about that when it's such an important part of what men go oh, i don't yeah. even know most of the i don't think i know any of the jobs of the people who were there which and the, on one hand it's cool it's, it's really yeah. cool that yeah. we didn't like it didn't go there how much money people make how they yeah. got there that was irrelevant yeah but there's another aspect that that's a very important part of people's lives and can we add value into that aspect yes and that could go life. down to the provider and the protector and that's uh, what we were dealing with was beyond that because that's we're talking about the the energy the, the masculinity is not just the guy who has a job, right? It's, it's a deeper wholeness of... Sure, but it's a part of every person's of life, and how do we uh, add to it? Okay. Yeah, anyway. but uh, yeah, but tackling what you were just sharing about, like, yeah, in the space of healing and money and, and charging, um, again, I'm still learning. I'm still, you know, it's processing it, and I'm just a lot more comfortable knowing, A, my worth and the energy exchange. So not necessarily does it always have to be necessarily with money. Right now, money in my life is, is necessary. It's needed, and I just know from previous life experience and speaking from others who've done it, um, it if I, if that if that's not coming in somehow, if I'm not sustaining myself to be able to keep my cup full to help others to learn the skills to be able to pay for let's keep the lights on to go to other retreats and to learn and then how am I to be able to be of service and I also won't show up fully 100%. So there is a, an energy um, when used properly calls you in to responsibility. 
right? There has been an exchange. Now, of course, if I'm doing one-on-one, a friend of mine is a body worker and I do breath work, we could exchange that way. We don't have to exchange dollar. We could exchange our time, our energy right. in that way. Or if someone's struggling in some way and you say, okay, I'll make an exception for this. Of course, right. And, right. and in, in those cases, 100%. I never allowed money to stop anybody from experiences, uh, experiencing the medicine of breath work. Right. Um, so that being said, it's, just, it's getting more comfortable and, and allows the invitations to see what inside me am I not comfortable to receive or to in this type of, in, in, in this type of exchange. Um, and now that I'm more comfortable about it, I know the worth that's going on. I know the processes of what's happening. There's, there's food to pay. There's, there's, there are expenses to be had. So um, on that alone, there's, that needs to be paid. And then just like you're going to go pay a surgeon, a doctor, and there's that, this world that we live in has this currency of energy that's used to go around. This is, this is deep work. This is the kind of work that you and I and, and those involved right. have invested hours and times and money involved that it only makes sense for that to be um, replenished and to be shared and to be go around the ecosystem. Right. And the recognition that, you know, when we put the, uh, the retreat out, someone said, is this going to be one of those retreats where it costs thousands yeah. of dollars to go, so it's really just about the money? Yeah. Right. Meaning, obviously, it's not the case. I don't even... And maybe they had an experience, you know. Yeah. I don't know what their story is. Right. Projecting. Uh, sure. Right, but in terms of, I was asked the question a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so knowing that certain people perceive it that way, right? meaning you know that you know that's how you, you yeah. speak to someone and say, "How much is this going to be?" It's you know whatever it was, you know, a few grand for the retreat, right? Oh, that's what the meaning. Obviously, it's not tr- it's not true, and you know it's not true, and you feel that way. But knowing that someone else perceives it that way has that affected you in any way? as you've gone into and to this i mean this is the real like first i mean i had to grow into doing that with breathwork starting off at a certain amount and growing that price um, price tag as i as demand came up and i was just spending more time and getting better at the craft um so that exchange felt right um so that i started up there this is my first actual retreat in this regard and paying such a, a price tag right. um i don't struggle with that no that comment doesn't hit me in a certain way what what i moving forward and that's a conversation we're going to have and what we'd love to offer are opportunities for those who can to have some sort of scholarship program to have you know ways in which those who not necessarily can afford um the the regular price tag to still be able to get the medicine in their own ways so I, there's the space to, to discover that to, and to also see people and see where their attentions are at and make exceptions. And, but yes, I, there's, it's, it's not a way for, to like, oh, you have to you know, be a wealthy person to get the healing. No, this is meant for right, everybody. And, um, and on, as this develops, I, we, I would want to create a, a container and, a, and an avenue in which you know, anybody can, can receive and be a part of it and not be stopped by just a, by a couple of shekels. Right, yeah. And and things do cost money. I mean, you know, we had the house and a big house and a space house, house and food, hundreds I mean, of thousands of dollars to uh, rehabilitate that house and take care, you know, just to, to get yeah, it to the place that it can totally. um, have totally. this. Uh, but I also don't want to hide behind the fact of just that, like the food and the house. No, also the people, the facilitators, the people who are there. 100%. Also, there's a, yeah, I'm saying, no, it's, I'm it's saying, saying to do the whole to, thing costs money. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It costs, it costs, it costs money. money. It costs yeah, money. Yeah, it does. To do that. To do it right definitely costs money. and No shame in that. No, I was just I was kind of wondering like hearing how your to, own how process. How to balance that? Yeah, balance that's that was my that's right. my process. On, 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 on the other side of things, the making money, living with money, all of that stuff. Which yeah, I had to overcome those things. How can you live comfortably knowing there's suffering somewhere else or all of those things? So I've had to go through my own journey with that, which right. you know are other aspects of the money game. But it was this specifically yeah. around the the service with money and the way it's perceived. All of those things. Yeah. That I've just—it's my first time doing it. But I'll tell you something that I did see, 
mm. was, and I, I would have to imagine that money played a big part of this. I don't think it was the only component is the way people showed up. They were ready to go. That's so, a good point. Yeah, ready to go. A good point. It's a good point. You're investing in it. If things are given for free, and, and again, if that energy is not being exchanged, then you're dozing off during a thing. You're not going to show up. You'll sleep in. You're not invested. I worked hard for this, this energy, this what we call dollars. I'm giving it to you now. I'm going to show up. Right. I'm going to show up. And there's a sense also that, hey, you know, I just I spent this money. I'm, I'm not going back home and not getting value. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's it's, no way. Exactly. What am I going to say? I got nothing out of it and I spent a few thousand dollars? Like, no way. It's, so. a, it's a deep motivator. It gets us to work. Right. right. It keeps people, you know, to keep on showing up to work and just like anything else. So right. it, when used I mean, in a healthy way and the intentions, and, the, and these are conversations that we, you know, people are happy to challenge us on, but um, the intentions are there and, and it's not crazy for the value that's being given. So again, it feels, it feels right. And if something is challenged at some point and, and I, I got to look deep into it, I'll look into it and like, okay, right. cool. Yeah. You know, Tony Robbins says, uh, I can say those who pay, pay attention. That's Tony. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's his line or he's quoting mm -hmm. from someone, but nice. um, he said a story. I went to his retreat once years ago, and, you know, he fills up these stadiums, this guy. And in the nosebleeds, you're paying maybe, you know, five, six, seven hundred bucks for the whole weekend. But those who are sitting right front and center, you know, who are collecting Tony Robbins, you know, sneezes or spit, like, you're right there. Right. right? Oh, wow. um, those guys are paying top dollar, right? They could be paying an annual membership of 50 or 100 grand just to have the benefit of sitting in those right. seats. And he said a story of um, a friend who he gave a ticket to. And he gave a ticket, to, you know, right there, which whatever would have been the equivalent of, but in the tens of thousands of dollars to, to sit in that section mm. and to be that close to the action. And, you know, there's one, one thing for sure is there's a tremendous amount of energy yeah. in his retreats, you know, thousands of people, and he gets people screaming wow. and screaming and loud music and, Tons of people dancing, very, very high, high energy mm. um, settings. And he said this guy who gave it to for free a day into the retreat, a half day in, just walked out. Wow. You know, and he's like, that would have never, never happened had he, uh, had he, he paid. And all around, you're seeing people having breakthroughs, right? Right. And, uh, and right. real experiences. So. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's, yeah. um, it's, it's. It's a, it's a, it again. It brings up a lot for people, so it's an invitation for that person who's maybe being charged by that um, dollar amount or like the wellness and money account to like see what's up within their own world. And and yeah, there may be appropriate times too to be questioning because it is a, it is a wild space. It's a wild wild west um, with different facilitators and energy. We're talking about people's lives and energy and and healing. So there's a lot in it, and uh, it's it's important to hold each other accountable and to know that what's what's the intention here. And move from that space. Okay, good. I like it. Yeah. You feel complete. I feel complete, energized, and filled with gratitude. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I'll end with this. I was, um, we released a podcast, I think, today or yesterday of Rabbi Dober Pinson. Mm. And he quoted a teaching of the Baal Shem Tov. The difference between holiness and the opposite of holiness. Right? Good and evil, you want to call it, or holiness, and I don't know, whatever. What's the... Kedusha and, I don't know, Tumah, right? Klippa, whatever, okay. So, he's, the Baal Shem Tov said the, the holiness moves things forward. Holiness is like, the energy is life-giving, right? going exactly. forth. And Klippa is depleting. Mm. Like, it, it dies. We do something, and like, we're, we're finished. I'm done. 
So he said, you know that something is holy when, when doing it, you have more energy. Yes, certainly it's getting later and we spend a couple hours talking and there's a part of us that could be tired. Our legs may be tired or our mind may be tired. Our eyes may be tired. But us, we're energized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this felt holy to me. Aye, Thank aye. you, Mayor. Same. As always, I look forward to continuing this, um, this path. It's cool. It's cool that our paths have uh, crossed in this way and you become a brother like this. You're teaching me a lot, so thank you so much. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. You've taught me so much, so great to know you. Great to journey this life with you. That's the risk of uh, helping people out because <laughs> they start picking on you at some point. <laughs> yeah, so we're here. We're, we're here for it. We got each other. It'll be great. I want to get you back to this one. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mayor.